everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. <laughs> How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 263rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we are back with your letters and calls for the Jurassic Mailbag. Jennifer Evans once again joins me to sift through the mailbag and get to the bottom of all of your thoughts and concerns for the first time in 2021. This is the first time we're finally getting together and it's already March. But just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag all the way out in April, you can call our voicemail line at 732 725-7763. You can always email us your audio files or your questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or you could head out to our contact page on JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, even though you have not heard this month's episode just yet, of course, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag. So, before we get started, of course, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Now, if you guys did not hear our last episode and uh, some information on our live stream this past week, we actually introduced a new book club. So, I'm going to be mentioning this uh, for, you know, almost every episode, I feel like, uh, for for a good while. Because, uh, you know, we're going to be reading Jurassic Park together And we have a segment dedicated to sifting through all of the content uh, devoted to each segment of the book. So we're splitting the book up into three parts. And over the next few months, we're going to be looking at those three parts, uh, having guests on. And uh, our our good friend Ben uh, and contributor here on the show is going to be taking a look at all three parts and probably doing some follow-up discussions as well. But... The first thing that you guys have to read is obviously from the beginning. So start at the beginning of the book and read all the way through to the section called The Tour. So uh, that's where you want to end. You don't want to start that chapter. You just want to stop at the tour. And uh, next time around, you can pick up at the tour. But we're going to be getting together on March 22nd, uh, all together here on the podcast, to cover that portion of the book. It's like the first third of the book. And... uh, you know, Ben chose those uh, those parameters there, so I think it's a good uh, basis to discuss there for the first segment, and I am really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I am really, really interested myself to dive back into that book. It's been so many years, so I just wanted to make sure you guys had advance warning if you did not listen to our last episode to read from the beginning of Jurassic Park, the novel from Michael Crichton, through to the tour. Stop there. And uh, I know that the page numbers are different for every book, so that's why I'm not saying, you know, hey, stop at page 135. Uh, I don't know what the page number is in your copy of the book. They're all a little bit different. So stop at the tour, and we'll meet up on March 22nd with another episode here on the podcast devoted all to uh, 
the first third of that book, and then we'll pick it up from there and, and move forward. So I am really, really excited for the Jurassic Park book club here on the podcast. And uh, spread the word, tell your friends, tell your family to join in and and start the discussion. And if you guys want to get involved in that episode, please send us an email uh, to Jurassic Park Book Club at gmail.com. Ben is going to take a look at those. He's going to add them to the episode and... Uh, and uh, yeah, so all of your thoughts and concerns for that first third of the book, uh, stick it in an email or send an audio clip over to that email address and we'll add it to the show. We really want this to be a full community discussion and uh, that's the best way we know how. So moving on, uh, last week uh, over on YouTube, I did another toy hunt and I actually was able to finally track down the uh, the latest plesiosaur from Mattel and Man, that thing is beautiful. So track that down. It was like a nice surprise for me in the store. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, one of many coming up here uh, for Toy Hunts. So keep an eye out for all of our Toy Hunts. But I also did a live stream. We do those every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our live streams over on YouTube. And we end up talking about a lot of various topics. This past week, we did VelociCoaster. That thing looks like it is getting really ready to open any time. I know it says summer 2021, but man, that thing looks like it's ready to go now. It looks beautiful. It looks fast. It looks incredible. Um, but yeah, I'm excited by that. We talked about that. Uh, we also did talk about the book club and also a lot of your comments and questions inside the chat for the live stream. And uh, I always love going into your thoughts and concerns in there. So this week, again, we've got another toy hunt, track down some new stuff. And uh, I'm thinking about maybe doing another toy review. I've got a lot of stuff piling up here that I really got to cover. So hopefully I can get one of those out to you guys this week. And as always, like I said, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday nights, we have a live stream. Who knows what we're going to discuss this week? I'm sure we'll, we'll uncover some fun topics, but I'm always excited for those. And if I did not uh, mention it before, I actually do live streams with the Forcecast. Uh, that's like a, a show uh, all about Star Wars that I've partnered up with a lot over the past uh, year or two or however long for a lot of different episodes with uh, Ryan, the host over there. And he uh, recently invited me to be a part of the Forcecast Live broadcasts that they do over on Facebook. So I'm now a part of that team and we do uh, Facebook live streams every other Thursday night. Same thing, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, over on Facebook this time. But uh, we we do those. We talk about Star Wars, The Mandalorian, all that good stuff. And uh, again, this it's popping up on Thursday. So it'll happen this Thursday. So keep an eye out for that. I'll try to throw some links out there on Twitter and whatnot when the time comes. But uh, enough of the self-promotion there. I am ready to get into the Jurassic Mailbag for this week. So... Uh, we got a ton of questions and thoughts and concerns, so why don't we get this episode kicked off by diving, finally, into another episode of the Jurassic Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag. 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 Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Jurassic Mailbag for the month of... What month is it? It's gonna. It's March. It's, somehow it's March already. And I was looking back at our schedule and uh, realized we have not done a Mailbag episode since December. And it has been so long. We took off... Uh, well, I can, we didn't take off. We took off in, in February, partially. Um, and then January was all of our Camp Cretaceous month. We did so much Camp Cretaceous content. So last time we did this was back in December. So Jen, how are you doing? How has it been over the past several months? You doing good? Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you had that plan for like the, the January episode. Then I'm like, eh, I know. Well, it's not going to happen. So... Uh, <laughs> it's been waiting to come out. And now I can finally say Happy, Happy New Year. New Year. Oh gosh, yeah, it's been it's been a time and I feel like so much has happened. There's been there's been, you know, news here and there, some things here and there. Uh Camp Cretaceous season 1. Uh, let me or season 2, I'm sorry. Um so you did get a chance to watch season 2, right? If I say no, my no, I'm kidding. I totally did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got <laughs> real nervous for a second. I'm like, ah, I don't okay. belong here. <laughs> no, I did. Well, you know what? It's actually interesting because I, I don't know um, what kind of questions we may or may not have. Uh, Do you we know, ever, I, though? I, like, usually... Yeah, no, I never know. I never, never know. know. But but knowing the fact that we you know haven't checked the mailbag since December, <laughs> there's there could be stuff from December, from January, and, and really only whatever came in from pretty much like the end of January to February on – could have season two stuff. So I don't really know like if there's going to be a lot of season two discussion. So, uh, but anyway, what did you, what did you think uh, about season two? Uh, Cause I don't know if I really know your thoughts yet. Um, I, I liked it. I mean, I, we watched it. I like the first season a little better, but the second one was fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I'm not, it's not something that I'll go back and watch like multiple times. I'm actually trying to remember exactly what happened. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> trying because we only watched it once. And it, I mean, when did it come out? Like we watched it right when it came out. Yeah. It was like the end of January, so, I believe. Yeah. That's just out of my short term memory span. <laughs> so <laughs> I watched it like so many times in that time period. Um, but I haven't watched it since then. So yeah, hopefully it's 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 all up to date in my head though. It should be. Yeah, I, th I feel like once we start talking about it and if people ask any questions, it'll come back. But as of right now, I can only remember little pieces and I don't remember how it ended. So that's probably really bad. Well, I mean, you know, I guess we I guess we should say like I think for the most part most people have seen the show, but just in case there potentially could be you know, some spoilers throughout this episode for that, if you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end, they're just, they're just still on the Island and the, the, the two hunters kind of, you know, got what mm -hmm. was coming to them. And, um, and we, Oh, there was also the E seven fifty thing, which has been a huge conversation piece, uh, within the community and everything. So, I mean, that's, that's something that anytime I do a live stream, guys every wednesday night over on youtube 9 p.m eastern standard time uh every time i do a live stream over there i you know for the most part i ask people hey what do you guys want to talk about and guaranteed e750 is one of those things um so it's a pretty big um conversation piece right now because nobody knows what it is what does it mean what's going on do you have any uh, which well, i'm sure we'll probably get some takes on it but like 
let me get your take first here. Do you, do you have any ideas as to what you think that could be? Um, you know, um, just off no, of what you saw? I, I, yeah, I remember that's the thing. That's the thing in the door, right? Like the frozen thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I Why? Just, see, it's coming back. <laughs> um, no, I do not know what that is. I, I, I just go with the flow on, on Camp Cretaceous. Like the whole season, I'm just like, yeah, that is what that is. Okay. And that's a frozen thing. Okay. Well, I guess I'll find out next season. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't use much critical thinking on this, I guess, as much as I should. But no, I do not. I, I don't know. Probably something they just made up. Probably something that's nothing to do with the movies. It's just gonna be their own little maybe a hybrid of their own or something that has nothing to do with anything else it's just a fun thing to, to be able to do in something like Cam cretaceous yeah that's my yeah uh, which is perfectly fine yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what what kind of thing they make up for it because uh we've never heard of anything in between you know the indominus and the indoraptor but i guess there is maybe another hybrid uh, of sorts, you know, in this frozen thing for some reason. I don't know. Why Why is it frozen? I don't know. <laughs> I can't really understand that at all. Yeah, I don't know. Just for effect. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it did look pretty cool, like I got to say. <laughs> that That's why. Effect. <laughs> um, so we do have, uh, like I said, quite a bit of uh, things here. And... Um, so we got some voicemails. We got some emails. Uh, my notes are a little bit different this time. We're using different uh, programs to play some audio, so hopefully that all goes smoothly. Um, but, yeah, let's start up top here. This is a pretty easy one. This was, a, I believe, an email that came in. Uh, oh, by the way, guys, if you want, you can call in uh, 732-825-7763, or you could email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. And that's where this one came in from KitKat, it looks like. And it says, which dinosaurs uh, are your least favorite and why? Also, do you think that the raptor pack could kill a Spinosaurus? Ooh, interesting. Very, very you know, short and hmm. to the point. So what's your least favorite dinosaur? Have you ever discussed that? No, I was going to say either one of these questions I don't think have ever been asked. And how weird is that? Yeah. I like um, it. Okay. I, I think when I, was, when I was thinking this, when you were reading the question, like I don't like things that are just so common. Like, so the common dinosaurs are all popping in my head, but I'm like, I don't really dislike them. I just don't like them because they're popular. But the dinosaur that I, I don't like, that every time it's on screen, even in Camp Cretaceous, the whole thing, the whole look of it, the feel, the the, the roar, I just, I don't like the baryonyx. Oh, no. I know. Man, wow. I, that's I a, want that's to a... like it. <laughs> I want to. I want to so bad. I love the name. I think baryonyx is a very cool name. Like, I love the name. Yeah. I just hate how it's, like, kind of hunched over all the time and, like, really bulky but yet its neck is really thin and it's like face is long and weird looking like it just doesn't appeal to me it looks just kind of i don't it's like not stocky but just not really commanding always kind of hunched over and just it looks weird it just looks weird and i want to like it because i huh. want to like it in fallen kingdom i want to like it in cameratatious but every time the toys the whole thing i just don't like it <laughs> and i want to so it's frustrating <laughs> see i I um I don't have a lot of uh, opinions on the, the the shape and stature of a baryonyx, but I think um I do love the the snout and I love that like um uh what do you call it? a spinosaurid I guess is it is it in that genre of 
genre? Is that no? Is it in that species of dinosaur? <laughs> I have no idea. It seems right with the snout, the Suchomimus, the Spinosaurus, the Baryonyx. They're all kind of like they've all got that snout, and I love that. I just love that like look of the the dinosaur's head. Um, and well, I, I like it on the Spinosaurus. So this uh, just proves further that it's the Baryonyx I have the problem with. It's not like yeah. the snout. It's just the Baryonyx. Okay. Interesting. Maybe Sadly. maybe it is that like you know lumbering like small uh, weird body. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, I, it's just yeah. the way it moves. Like not a fan. <laughs> I love that thing. Like the jaw on that thing looks really cool. Um, but again, that's just part of the snout. I guess the whole thing. Uh, but <laughs> I I do love the roar of it and the high pitch kind of parts of it that are in there. Um, yeah. I I really liked its appearance in Fallen Kingdom. So that was pretty cool. And I gotta say, I I really enjoyed the. Th well, this is this is the opposite of what the question was. I I really enjoyed the uh, the <laughs> appearance of the three in uh, Camp Cretaceous. But so that's your least favorite. Yeah, <laughs> that's I don't what the know question why I have a about. problem with that. Just, yeah. Okay, I mean that's fine. There's got to be a least favorite. There's got to be. Yeah, one, I'm just I guess. sad. That, I'm sad that it is though, because I do like it. I think it's unique. I like they included it. There's so mm. much I want to like about it, so I'm just disappointed that it is my least favorite. Yeah, you know, it. That's the thing is, no matter what dinosaur any of us say, ever, somebody's gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" I don't know whether it's like some guy from New York. Hey, yo, <laughs> bad choice with the Baryonyx. Um, but mine, I think mine would be. Um, uh, the Ceratosaurus. Yeah. Uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Okay. What's, what's the Ceratosaurus? So the Ceratosaurus um is actually in uh Camp Cretaceous as well. Uh, it's in it's the the one that kind of like bursts through the jungle at one point while they're all out there um looking for the hunters like their camp, and it's also that gray one that kind of like looks at Darius and and Kenji, I believe, as they're going like towards the water hole or something like that. So it's also the one in Jurassic Park 3 that is like red with the horn. Oh, you know? yeah. I just oh, really... Oh, I like them. <laughs> no, that's like... <laughs> I really like those. They're like a Carnotaurus kind of. I mean... Like with one, with one horn instead of two. <laughs> they're the rhinoceros of the, rhinoceros. the Carnotaurus. Land, yeah. Sure, I guess. Yeah, that's. A good I like those. Oh, I love the Ceratosaurus. I know I what that is. Know. Okay, remember, remember my dinosaur safari game that I always reference. He was yeah. purple in my dinosaur Ooh. safari game. So he was awesome. Like that was a cool one in that game. So I like him. Okay, that's my favorite yeah. dinosaur, Brad. Why would you say that? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to no, to offend it's you. Totally, it's not my favorite. It's okay. I think it's cool. I'm really surprised though that that, that you picked you know, that one. It's it's pretty much like a Rex in, in the Jurassic, you know, lore. It kind of just looks like a Rex with a horn on it. Um, but I something about that color scheme in Jurassic Park three, the way it pops up, where it is, and the way it kind of just walks away. Like I just. From that moment on, I just never liked that dinosaur. Oh wow! And then, and then it seems like every iteration kind of looks similar to that. Whether with the red head, um, you know, it's been it's been a, like a toy a few times, I think. Um, and Jurassic World Evolution, and now it's part of the season. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Well, I think maybe the show maybe made it a little bit more okay for me, but. 
it's still such a weird one for me. I just don't, I don't know, something about it I just don't like. It's goofy. But you like the Carnotaurus, though, right? I do. I or love, do not like, I love, I like love Carnotaurus, yeah. Interesting, because so, to me, I always thought they were pretty close. But I guess it's similar to the Spinosaurus and my Baryonyx situation, because I like the Spinosaurus, but I, yeah. It must be like that. It must be just something about it that's slightly different. Well, the, you know, the Carnotaurus. The Carnotaurus just looks so much cooler to me because it's got like such a unique head shape, um, and and those two horns. Like that's just outrageous looking. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, I think it goes back to that Jurassic Park three appearance. It just if you look at a picture of it, it's so so weird. I don't I like know. it in Jurassic Park three. Like whenever I was capping it, I was, I and it came across <laughs> it. I was like, oh, I forgot. Like I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like I forgot he's in there, and I I like that one. I like the horn. I like the like the red, purpley like magenta colors. Oh, nice. It's always kind of that color. Even in my game, it was that color, which is neat <laughs> that it happens to be that color like all the time in everything. But yeah, I I'm a, I like it a lot. I like the the stripes kind of. It has like the black black mm-hmm. stripes on it. The rhinoceros of the Carnotaurus. The rhinoceros of the Carnotaurus. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Oh. So yeah, that's, that's a good my, question. That is it. Yeah, and it's definitely uh, gonna upset people. So think about your own out there, and, and then uh, maybe let us know at some point. Um, but then the second question was, do you think a Raptor Pack could kill a Spinosaurus? Uh, that is an interesting question. Um, you know what? I would say yes, but they didn't do good with the Indominus. So why would they do any better with the Spinosaurus? That's fair. That is very fair. Um, now, granted, they wore down one, right? So they wore down a raptor at that point. Yeah. They uh, still the didn't <laughs> even make a dent, really. Yeah, no, because like. It just swiped away a bunch of them, just burned one over there, just like ate one and threw it, and then even knocked Blue away a bunch of times. And Blue really didn't have a chance. It was only like the fact that the T-Rex was there that Blue could do anything to that dinosaur. Or no, to the Indominus at least. But uh, um, the Spinosaurus, I don't know. Because in my mind, I feel like in my mind, which I know a lot of people will not agree with this, but I think that the Spinosaurus could take the Indominus Rex. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I think. So if they can't take the Indominus, then I don't think they could take the Spinosaurus. Yeah. In theory, you'd think that they would. And if that Jurassic World part didn't exist, I think our answer would probably be, yeah, of course. But because obviously that was proven, I, I sadly don't think they could. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, thanks for the questions. Uh, Let's move on to our next one. This one is from Rex, and it says, Hello, Jurassic Park Podcast. My name is Rex. I am an 11-year-old and have recently gotten really into Jurassic, and you guys have been helping me stay updated. I have two questions for you guys, both relating to Jurassic World. The first is about the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World Dilophosaurus. So in Jurassic Park, the Dilo is about three feet tall. I have always thought that this was a juvenile. And right before it attacks Nedry, uh, he says, I thought you were one of your bigger brothers. 
Do you think he was referring to other larger dilos or just other dinosaurs? More specifically, how big do you think these would be? Because in Jurassic World, uh, we see a hologram Dilophosaurus that is the size of a raptor, six feet tall. Um, that is all about that question. And nope, it says if it's too long, you don't have to answer. But uh, the second question is, uh, do you think Velociraptor Echo is still alive? She is only thrown off screen by the Indominus, who only lightly bites her. <laughs> and we uh, hear raptor noises, who I don't think are from Blue, right before she appears, rejoining the fight. We hear uh, a raptor bark, and usually when the raptor is, uh, barks, it is one to three times really fast with some chittering in between. But the raptor barks we hear in the scene are bark, Three seconds, stop, bark. Okay. Um, this seems like it was a response. Okay, so maybe like a back and forth. Um, and it continues on here. Then, right after the fight, as Blue runs away, we hear a few raptor calls that don't seem to be fading like they would from Blue, who unexpectedly veers left the direction that Echo was thrown right after the calls. Um, and there is a three, uh, it's, it says almost done. There's a three-year time gap between Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom where we already know at least two groups of poachers slash bone stealers were on the island. How do we know that Biosyn didn't send people who captured Echo, used her DNA to make their own dinosaurs for Dominion? Man, it says, uh, sorry for the long questions, and uh, thanks, keep up the great work. Thanks, Rex. That's awesome. Um, wow. two, a bunch of, of stuff. Yeah, seriously, some, some really great points and questions here. Um, so going back to the first one, the Dilophosaurus, um, the three feet tall, did you ever think that this was a juvenile because of that, that the way that that phrase was said, you know, I thought you were one of your bigger brothers or like, which is, what are your, what's your take on that line yeah. and that dinosaur? Um, I, I always just thought Nedry had no idea what any dinosaurs were. I mean, he was, he was throwing a stick at him and he had no <laughs> idea like what it even was. So he was probably just talking about like a, a bigger dinosaur like t-rex or something that's what i've always thought i definitely thought you know it was just a comment made about a t-rex or you know something bigger mm -hmm. than that baby you know that small dilophosaurus um but you know the dilophosaurus let me um let me google some stuff for here because i don't know the facts but you know i know it's something that could have gotten a lot Bigger. So here is, uh, let's see, Dilophosaurus oh. size. It says 23 feet. No. Yeah. 880 pounds. What the 23 heck? feet. So, you know, it is, um, it is a dinosaur that could have gotten pretty massive. Um, and, and this has been one of the, the long running wants and and hopes for the Jurassic franchise is kind of an expansion on that comment um, from Jurassic Park and 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 getting a bigger brother version of that dinosaur. So I think the I think that point hmm. could go either way depending on what they do in Dominion if they do introduce a bigger species. You know, you all that makes me second guess my answer then because I didn't know they were that big and I mean. Would he really know that fact? I don't know, but I mean, it maybe maybe he knows 
the park better than me. So maybe he knows they do get bigger. And that was a comment for that. I mean, if that was, then, then good for them. Cause that's a really good in-depth like thing to say, yeah. but uh, geez, I didn't know they got that big. Like I'm looking at a picture. Yeah. <laughs> to what their, their size was and what a regular size was. And geez. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. Actually. I, I want to see lot... that with like the giant one. Dude, how cool would that be? That would be so incredible. Um, I've, I've kind of wanted that set up for Dominion where like we've, we've known that, that the Lophosaurus is only this small, you know, for, for all of our lives here, you know, and yeah. while watching these movies, you know, we've only seen the one in Jurassic Park and that's what we know. You know, that's what we see of dinosaurs. And I, I just want it to be like revealed in this sequel that like there is a bigger one and it's not just the small one that we thought. Um, and I think that could be a really, really fun reveal. And, you know, I, I have mentioned it, um, you know, as far as like our, our hopes and theories for the intro of this movie is like a flashback of that, like retreading that opening or no, I'm sorry, retreading the, um, the uh, Dennis Nedry death sequence and kind of saying like, or just assuming we're going to see a small Dilophosaur and then a big one pops out. How cool would that be? Um, so hopefully we get to get something like that. But, but for people who aren't us, who don't like talk about this and don't Google it and everything, mm -hmm. they might be like, Oh, that's stupid. They made it too big. That's not the dinosaur. I remember like, it might not go well to like the general public who, who don't really, who didn't Google that that yeah. we just did. Cause I don't know if we didn't Google it and they did that, we <laughs> might be like, nah, I don't know. That's dumb. Cause it's not what you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I only really know it from doing this show and you know, like I've always said, I'm not a huge dinosaur, you know, nerd. I don't really know. And I don't say that derogatory way. I just mean like I'm, I am a huge nerd in general, but like as far as knowing the stats, everything about dinosaurs, the size, the looks, the bone structure, you know, what they're called, I have no clue. And, you know, sometimes you do got to Google those things, but mm -hmm. you're right. That is a really good point that people may say, oh, that's that's dumb. That doesn't look right. I don't like the way this looks. Um, so I, I could definitely see that happening. You know, as it stands now, people already – you know, get pretty mad about the way these dinosaurs look because they're not scientifically accurate. So maybe it would create like a nice uproar. Like people would be like, yes, they finally got a full-sized uh, Dilophosaurus out there. Maybe, I don't know. Probably on Twitter. But if you yeah. like listen yeah. to the people leaving the theater who aren't like checking this all the time, like we are not on Twitter with it, There'll probably be a lot of grumbles like, well, that there was good movie until that part. That was stupid. Why did they make that dinosaur so big? In the first movie, it wasn't that big. Like, it would just be that. It would, I think it would. I think, yeah. Majority. If, <laughs> if there was a, a, a shot of this in Dominion, uh, the adult or whatever, like, I think it would have to come with some sort of commentary about An the explanation. Size. Yeah, it would yeah. have to. There's no way that they could just let that slide because you're right. Everybody would be like, oh, it was so much smaller in Jurassic Park. What happened? Now they're just trying to make things bigger to be scarier. Uh -huh. You know, like, yeah. so I exactly. could definitely see that, you know, the, the people getting sour about it for no reason, but man, would that look cool? That would look so awesome. I know. Massive one. I agree. I agree. Um, so, uh, 
let's move on to the next question, which is, um, do we think Echo is still alive? Mm. So Echo. I think Echo mm. is the sad, forgotten raptor. That's why Echo is my favorite of the four, because poor Echo is so forgotten. Never really on the screen. When it when it zooms in the three raptors, Echo's always off off the screen and <laughs> and then this case it just kind of got thrown away and then oh forgotten about that one and moved on like i i think echo probably is is not coming back not remembered nobody remembers echo just gone yeah i feel like echo got pretty limp there if i remember correctly while it was in the jaws and then just thrown out um yeah so i don't i don't expect that echo is alive i've heard um, which one was it? Uh, D- Delta, I guess. Is is Delta the one that's on the? Uh, yeah, Delta's got to be the one that was on the steak. Uh, oh no, no, yeah, yeah. Delta was grilled. So I've heard people say that maybe Delta could be out there and kind of scarred and charred, kind of like uh Toro is, you know, in uh Camp Cretaceous. I've heard that, but I haven't really heard a lot of people think that maybe Echo could still be out there. But um, who knows? I just think with the information that we have, I just can't imagine that Echo's still out there. But yeah, um, Echo is 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 a weird one because you know you stated the fact that like she doesn't have a lot of screen time um, and all that, and uh, so much so that they decided to just completely overhaul how it looks. <laughs> Yeah, you know, with the toys, with Camp Cretaceous, and and now with a uh, Velocicoaster opening up in Orlando, like there's even a, a kind of like a third iteration. It kind of looks even more different. Um, definitely different than the film, but closer to the film than the than the new toys in Camp Cretaceous. So, I I mean, Sad, I would love it. Forgotten Raptor. Yeah, I would love it if there was still a Raptor out there. And look, I mean, the kids in Camp Cretaceous were were walking around Main Street and there was no raptors lying around. I don't know if that's because they just got, you know, scavenged and I would assume, right? Like a, a compie or something would have eaten them all. Oh, or, yeah. By you know, then. Not, not just one, but many compies. Yeah. So, well, I mean, T-Rex is, is there building a nest. I'm sure it would have ate them True, right true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. That is a fair point. The T-Rex maybe just grabbed her out of, you know, Winston's Steakhouse and uh, and then the other one, you know, who knows where, where Echo was thrown. But, I just I don't think that that's going to be a you know something that we're going to be like oh my god Echo's alive I would much rather assume that like there's other raptors and we know that based off of um a new video game uh Jurassic World Aftermath there's other raptors on the island so you know uh I would just assume other raptors mostly I think Yeah um but I did like that idea, the fact that, like, maybe Biosyn captured Echo and uh, mm-hmm. is using the DNA. That would, that would be a pretty fun fun idea. But I uh, maybe maybe other raptors would be used for that. I don't know. But, yeah, thank you, Rex. That was awesome. Um, let's move on to a voicemail. Uh, yeah, I think we, let's do that. So this voicemail, let's see. This one comes from... Let's go with Brent. Uh, sorry, Brett. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's go with Brett. I said I just literally just said the wrong name completely. Uh, Brett, uh, take it away. Hey. Uh, I don't know when you'll get this. Um, 
And then, oh, hi, this is Bert again. But uh, I don't know when you'll get this, but um, I kind of got some sad news. Oh, no. So, you see, I have iHeartRadio, and that's how I, I guess, used to listen to your podcast. My iHeartRadio stopped uploading your episode, your uh, episodes. The, you know, oh. Jurassic Park podcast episodes, it start, stopped uploading them onto the iHeartRadio, so I haven't, I mean, I could go on a safari, but <laughs> I kind of have, like, no way to go uh, and listen your episodes, you know. Uh, like, I have a screen time on my iPad, and I usually listen to my uh, podcast at my, when, before I go to sleep, but I have a screen, uh, a screen time, you know, it blocks off, uh, the you know Google and stuff and all the websites off after eight o'clock, so mm. I can't go and you know, listen to your podcast after eight. And I and I'm in middle school, so I'm pretty busy. So um, I have no way to listen to your podcast really, and I think this will be probably my departure message. Um, oh no! <laughs> it's not like I don't like your podcast. I, I absolutely loved your podcast, and um, it really hurts me to say this, but this, will, this is probably my departure message. Oh. Um, I'm gonna try so and figure out a way to, you know, get <laughs> come so back. Sad. Um, <laughs> and but you know, I'm probably gonna stay in the, you know, Jurassic World fandom, you know, I still love Jurassic World, you know, not, it's not what I really focus on, you know, anymore, it's just not, like, kind of in the back of my mind, you know, just waiting for Jurassic World 3 to come out, but, like, when it starts coming into that time zone, I'll probably be getting hyped up for it, but right now, I'm just, like, you know, waiting for the next thing to happen, but I'm gonna look and see if I can get the iHeartRadio fixed, um, but this will probably be my departure message. Like, this has been going on since probably late November. Like, I couldn't listen to a single episode in December uh, and January. And, oh. you know, I'm recording this in February, like, this whole month. It's been, like, three months mm-hmm. since I listened to your podcast. Well, I listened to it just now to hear my last uh, recording. But... um. Yeah. I am sorry, but I think this Don't will be. be my departure message. Oh, no, we lost him. <laughs> it's so sad. So oh, you should just like, send all your episodes to like email all of them. I, so you know, it was the voicemail, so I don't know. I can't, I can't like send them over. Oh, but no. if, if you're out there listening to this, Brett, download a different app. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, f- ask your parents if you can download a different app. And while he was talking, I, I did have to check because I wanted to see what was going on. Because, of- And I actually appreciate that information because I don't know where people listen. I, I never know what apps people are using. Um, I never really check into it. I'm sure I could kind of look at some of my stats maybe and see some things like that. But um, I don't know. I never know where people are downloading it and what apps they're using. So I've... I haven't heard anybody come from iHeartRadio, but that doesn't mean there's not a lot of you out there. Well, I guess it does mean there's not a lot of you because as I checked right now, the last one was November 16th. So I don't know what happened, what's going on there. I have no clue why it is not uploading 
to iHeartRadio. So if uh, you're listening to this and you're on iHeartRadio, which I don't think is possible, but just switch it. Just get a different app. Hopefully you can get a different app if you're listening to this on Safari, like Brett had mentioned. Um, you know, I personally like um, on my iPhone, I use the app Overcast. I think that is a, a really, really great podcasting app. Um, it's it's the best one that I've come across so far. Um, I, you know, I used to use just the standard Apple podcast app, but um, it didn't it wasn't like versatile enough for me. So I ended up getting that one uh, instead. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we are on, and I say it in every episode, you know, we're on Spotify, which is a pretty major service out there. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Amazon Music. So uh, Amazon Music is something I use all the time to listen to music. Um, and apparently we're on Audible now, you know, where you go and listen hmm. to audiobooks. So apparently we're on there. So you can go listen to us there and our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. But um I actually do appreciate feedback like this. So if anybody out there ever, you know, has issues downloading it or just listening in general, if they come across something within the episode that sounds weird or whatever, any kind of feedback people have, please let me know because I'm always interested to find out what the what's wrong and why things are going that way. Um, I know a little while back I was having issues with Spotify where people were saying, the episode just stops. And I'm like... Okay, well that was the that was the wire and the Jurassic wire for that month was 3 hours long. It shouldn't have stopped after 40 minutes. So, um it seems to have fixed everything over on Spotify for now. So I think everything's okay there, but now I got to figure out what's going on with with iHeartRadio. I have no idea. I didn't even know we were on there. I had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know podcasts were on there. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I uh I I feel like I come across these things all the time. It's like Brand new service, brand new thing that I just didn't even know we were uh, a part of. So it's always good to know. It's always really good to find out that information. Uh, I'll, in the meantime, I'll try to check out our directories and see. Um, I don't see anything actually. I'm on my my uh, back end of my my podcasting host, and I don't see anything about iHeartRadio. So maybe they just don't offer it anymore. Maybe it's like kind of phasing mm -hmm. out or something, but. I would try moving over if you could, Brett. Hopefully you hear this. Hopefully we don't lose you. <laughs> but I do appreciate the call. <laughs> so <laughs> let's move over to another one. This one uh, comes from Francis, uh, and it says, Hello, Brad and Jen. I wanted to talk about a theory I have uh, come up with surrounding E750. My theory <laughs> is that E750 is a Troodon, this is because of the toy that came out for season two, which was great. Uh, it could have just been slapped with the packaging, but I don't think it is. The toy is mainly based upon the rendition from Jurassic Park, the game, which has a lot of spikes and quills, just like E750. Also, in the first season, Brooklyn says E750 clinical trial results, and in Jurassic Park, the game, they say the same kind of things. Because the tro Troodon is venomous. I hope you like the theory. Interesting. Thank you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. God, how do you people know so much stuff? I'm so impressed. Yeah. You know, it's been a while since I've visited a game. But yeah, I do know about the rendition from the game, the what, the fact that that toy looks like that. I, I don't remember um, them saying anything about like clinical trials or maybe they do. I just don't remember. Um, but uh this is a thing that I think you go anyway, any direction, 
And uh, I forget. I asked you before, but I completely forgot what you said. <laughs> oh. um, but Troodon is a good answer, I think. I think it could be. It could be. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you mean about what did I think the, the frozen thing was? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just thought it was a frozen thing. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really know. <laughs> um the, the Troodon is uh the toy at least. I will say this. Um and I, I might have said this a few times, but um I had a conversation with the executive producer of Camp Cretaceous. Of course you did. Yeah, of course. And it was That's on the podcast fair. feed. Brett did not get a chance to listen to it because it was uploaded in January. So, um, but it is out there. But uh, Francis, go back and listen to that um, episode. But you can if you want. I'm just going to refresh your memory here. But I asked um, Scott Kramer about the toys, and he, you know, he was a little fuzzy on the toys. He's like, he's like, I don't really know what they're doing with the toys. Like, you know, they're doing their own thing with it, so we don't really have a lot of feedback on that. But he did say, you know, when I asked him straight up about it, I was like, you know, we see a lot of different toys. Are they all in the show or is there some sort of disconnect there? And he said, no, not everything that Mattel makes is in the show. So a lot of the packaging will either have primal attack packaging or like, for instance, this is this is a primal. One of these toys I have here is a primal attack Camp Cretaceous toy. Some just say Camp Cretaceous. Um and the Troodon just says Camp Cretaceous on it. So, but then you also have like a Plesiosaur that says Camp Cretaceous on it. You have Monolophosaurus that says Camp Cretaceous on it. Who knows what's going to be in there? And I know when season one was around, we had a lot of toys like the Ceratosaurus and the Baryonyx that didn't show up until season two. But I think we just have to take a lot of these dinosaurs with a grain of salt. Um, some will probably show up, but not all of them. But, um, Look, I would love it if if uh, Troodon was was E seven fifty, but um, at the same time, I would I'd be a little sad just because of uh, the fact that it would really just wipe out uh, Jurassic World live tour. <laughs> yeah, that you know? that's true. Yeah, that's where my mind goes to when you mention a Troodon. Yeah, and I think one theory I had, which I. I believe I had said in a uh, live stream recently was I would love it if it was like a Troodon or something like that, that came out of there. And first off, let me say this. I know there's been a lot of toy leaks um, for upcoming toys. And there's been a name out there floating around that a lot of people are identifying as E750 I don't really understand why we're all definitely connecting those dots, but it is an interesting name and it, it, it is something that would definitely fit this E750 thing. But I'm not I'm not jumping to conclusions just yet. But um going back to the Troodon thing, uh if it was a Troodon, I would love it to actually be kind of like Genie in a way, where it's a little bit more docile and a little more friendly of a species. Um, at the end of season two, you're kind of thinking that whatever's in there is going to be an, a terror, a nightmare. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it kind of it's leading you to believe that it's going to be bad, very bad. So I'd love it if they kind of spin it and and it's something good and it's something helpful and it's something nice. Um, you know, in a way that Bumpy is, but um, maybe 
they could be friends. You know, I don't know. I just want it. I would like them to like subvert our expectations and have it be something smart and uh, thoughtful and intellectual and all that stuff, not just a a menace. You know, we've had so many menaces between the Baryonyx, the Indominus, the T-Rex, the whatever. You know, there's always a lot of uh, scary dinosaurs out there. So let's let's flip it for once. Yeah, I mean, I don't see, I, I could see them doing that with this series because they are, I guess it's catered more to kids and they have a lot of scary dinosaurs already and they only have one bumpy and that's the helpful one. So yeah, I could see them doing that. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it would be fun and uh, and it would definitely give credence to Colin going out there before Jurassic World Live Tour and saying, no, this is soft canon because in the back of his head, he's thinking, because we're going to be introducing a Troodon in, in Camp Cretaceous Season 3, uh, that's going to be very similar to Genie, but it's not going to have Genie's backstory. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I think that could be a way to decipher that whole soft canon conversation and, um, you know, maybe give his his comments on that show a little bit more weight. So, I don't know, but um, I would definitely be down for the Troodon. But... Um, I know, like I said before, I know that there's there's toy leaks, and I, I haven't paid attention too much to the full conversation on those leaks, but I know the name, and I know what people are saying about it, that it is E750. I just don't really know why we've jumped to that conclusion so quickly, but um, who knows? But yeah, thank you, Francis. Uh, anything else to add to that before we uh, move on? Uh- no, we can move on. All right, cool. Uh, this one, let's see. Let's go to another voicemail. Uh, we did Brett's. So let's go to Ethan. Ethan, take it away. Hi, Brian and Jen. This is me, Ethan. Um, first of all, before I ask my question, I wanted to apologize for, I believe, was it uh, November's uh, <laughs> mailbag? I, I, it seems like you guys were on such a roll, and then my my question came up, and I just ruined it for everybody. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I, I I messed with your guys' groove on that last. I wish I knew what it was. I I don't remember, but I I do remember something at the end of an episode. Maybe it was that episode where we were like we were doing so good, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't remember though, unfortunately. Oh. Hi, Brian and Jen. This oh, is me, Ethan. Um, first over of again. all, before I ask my question, I wanted to apologize for, I believe, was it uh, November's uh, mailbag? I, I, it seems like you guys were on such a roll, and then my my question came up, and I just ruined it for everybody. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, I, I messed with your guys' groove on that last uh, uh, um, mailbag. But anyway, but anyway, going straight to the point. So, But before I ask the question... Um, so the question that I had in mind, well, before I ask the question, um, so hold on, let me get my thoughts straight. Okay. So (laughs) major franchises seem, um, almost always have their rivals, right? So Star Wars has Star Trek, um, Marvel has DC and Disney has DreamWorks. Okay. So most franchises have their rivals. Now, Jurassic Park is in somewhat of a unique position where it really doesn't have one, but I think one is on the horizon. Well, there's two, well, there's a couple, um, but I won't, but the two bigger ones, I think, are Primal 
because, and here's why I think Primal is going to be a big rival because I I remember um, I hear often a lot of Jurassic Park fans wanting a rated R Jurassic Park movie. That's not going to happen. I mean, it's it's never going to happen. Universal will never do it because they because they're t- deals with Mattel and they want to sell toys. So Primal is your best bet if you want a rated R Jurassic Park and and. If you guys haven't seen it, I, I, I hope I hope I'm not getting annoying with this, but oh my god, Primal is so good. Um, season one just wrapped, and highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max and Adult Swim. But anyway, the second main rival to Jurassic Park, which is kind of rumor, like which I think is going to be Dino Riders, and here's what I mean. Recently, recently Mattel put out a playset of Dino Rider. Um, toys. Now, they're not exactly like the old school ones back in the, um, I believe the 80s, but they're more like green army men. But Mattel owns the rights to Dino Riders. And there's rumors of a Dino Riders movie in the works. So I'm curious, what do you guys think of um, Dino Riders potentially being Jurassic's biggest arch nemesis when it comes to a franchise? I think and it's going to be interesting seeing that Mattel both owns Jurassic and Mattel toys and Dino Rider toys because they bought out Taito a while back. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see. Oh, it looks like there was a second voicemail here. Let's play that. Maybe it continues there. Hi, Brad. This is me. Uh, I had a feeling I was going too long there. But um, anyway, I was just saying it would be kind of interesting seeing that both Mattel and Jurassic that Mattel owns both Jurassic and Dino Riders since they bought out Tyco. I'd be interested. It'd be interesting if, like, um, if they do come out with a Dino Riders movie, would we see Dino Riders and Jurassic right next to each other? I think that'd be kind of <laughs> kind of interesting. But hey, more options for us dinosaur fans. Am I right? <laughs> so yeah. um, options is always good. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys are doing well and, uh, and you guys take care and stay safe, stay Jurassic. Bye-bye. Awesome. So good question. Really good question. Um, do you have any comments, uh, on any of those two? I guess first off the two that he mentioned, Primal and Dino Riders. Um, I've actually, I don't know if I've heard, I've heard of Primal, I think, but I have not heard of Dino Riders, but I in in general, I don't know if anything can touch Jurassic. I know that was his, his general question if anything can really rival with it, and I don't think so. Even if there's toys right next door, Jurassic is such a strong brand that everyone's gonna go gravitate to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anything anything can ever touch it. But he's right though, options are great. And I mean if they want to put a whole line of toys right next to Jurassic mm-hmm. toys in the store, I don't think anyone's gonna complain about that at all. But as a rival, I don't I don't see anything. I mean as when he was talking, I thought he was actually gonna say like the new Godzilla movies and like that kind of thing. Cause I feel like if you're a fan of Jurassic, you kind of like that sort of thing. Like the the monster yep. movie, big, big um like almost dinosaur like object things and that maybe i mean i don't know if it'll rival it but it comes from the same place so you can kind of attract the same crowd but i still don't think it's drastic in its own lane and it's always going to be in its own lane yeah and uh i'm so glad you said that because 
I was going to bypass these two because I, you know, I know of Primal. I haven't watched it yet, um, but it, that is great that it's on uh, HBO Max. So I'll have to check it out there because I, I do have that. Um, Dino Riders, yeah. I mean, I had, um, I used to have some of those toys and everything, but um, I was I was googling it while we were listening there, and I didn't really find a ton of Dino Riders coverage, um, but. Um, you mentioned like Godzilla and I was like, that's where my mind went as well, because what we have currently is, you know, the, that's the only like big monstery kind of, you know, dinosaur like thing. And even, you know, part of that universe, which they've created a full universe with, uh, you know, Kong and, uh, well, just Godzilla really at this point, but there's a lot (laughs) of other monsters in there, um, in those movies. And even in like, in, um, a big history of Kong is like dinosaurs. You know, there's always been dinosaurs in Kong. And I think, uh, I don't know if this latest Kong did it, but, um, I know there was a lot of crazy creatures in that movie. Um, so it was really awesome. But, uh, I think that's probably the biggest rival we have currently, but in the future. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know if primal really has what it takes to be a rival, but dino riders could produce something, crazy and interesting um but it's so hard because jurassic really just like like you were saying it is everything it's 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 the only thing that really can stand out there it really seems like it i don't i don't know why it's different than space genre movies like why is it that not star wars is the only thing why why are why are there other space movies star wars star wars is bigger than jurassic so why why do other space movies exist? I don't know. So wh- how come maybe, Jurassic has that hold? Maybe with dinosaurs, though, because space, space is its own thing. Space exists right now, and we don't really know anything about space. And really, we don't. But with dinosaurs, like, we have the bones. Like, we kind of have an idea. So to create a new dinosaur franchise, it's hard to not redo what Jurassic did and not be cheesy and not mm-hmm. be under budget not because because there's just to make a dinosaur on screen it's so expensive i feel like and maybe you could make something like a star trek star wars and not be as involved like yeah sure it's a lot of effects and a lot of stuff not saying it's not but it's just like to have a lot of dinosaurs on screen and quality and believable plus a different story i just feel like that's a very very large thing for anyone to try to do i just saw on twitter actually before i signed on i wish i could remember what it was but somebody mentioned oh do you think there could ever be a dinosaur blah 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 or a tv tv it was a tv series um it was some kind of like a like a TV series. Oh, I wish I could remember that um another show is doing now or something. And and they're like, well, they'll never have they wouldn't have the budget to do dinosaurs every episode, or they it's just too big of a scope. And that's why I think it's in the same same thing with Godzilla, because I don't think they could do something like that with Godzilla either, just with all the um the, the CGI needed and, and the believability and this the story, like I it's its own thing. Any other dinosaur thing that would need that much money and that much scope what story are they going to do that's different and that's not cheesy and that's believable and i i just i don't think it exists it doesn't it hasn't happened because i don't think it can exist i don't think that's a thing that can ever happen i don't know yeah i don't know what they could do that would exist in in contention with jurassic and i don't know 
because Jurassic is now at this point where, you know, Frank Marshall had said that it's a new era, right? And that they're going to expand and do other things. So it's still on them in the future to like do new stuff. And uh, I don't know, like I just don't see foresee ever (laughs) there being another dinosaur franchise. And yeah, I guess it's kind of a bad thing because it gives us less content, right? You know, but I don't know. I don't need a ton of dinosaur content myself. I just need Jurassic to make more stuff and stay the Jurassic brand. And I'm good with that, like personally myself. I, I do love, so like literally, I just watched Godzilla 2014 again last night. So I'm, you know, I'm fully invested in that monster verse that they're creating with Kong and uh, all those monsters out there. Like I, I am so invested in that and the new movie, um, Godzilla versus Kong, like coming, coming to HBO max as well. Like I am so pumped for that. So that to me is the contender right there. And as far as like contenders go, it just really like Jurassic still is the heavyweight in, in, in that fight. So I still don't think that, uh, anything really could take it, take it down a notch. I just don't think so. No, me neither. But yeah, great question. Uh, that was, uh, who was that? That was Ethan. Thank you, Ethan. Uh, so let's move on to, uh, let's go to another email one. Uh, this one's from Matthew and it says, uh, Hey, first I'd like to compliment the pod. You have built an impressive collection of Jurassic Park related material Mm -hmm. and information. It is both very informative and entertaining. (laughs) I'm a new listener. I've loved JP since I was a kid, but I've only recently started listening to the podcasts and I'm still working on your backlog. I'm sorry. Um, also it says, uh, as such, uh, forgive me if you have discussed something like this before my friend and I have always enjoyed posing hypothetical material for franchises we love. And during such conversations, we came up with a JP video game concept that I really want to see come to life. I don't know how plausible it is, but I would love to hear your ideas. Um, I have always seen the hubris of man as a central theme to the Jurassic franchise and felt that the series works best when this is leaned into the dinosaurs are the main stars and obstacles they're overcome, but is the, it is the arrogance of man that causes the real problems. My game concept would utilize this idea in a way that no video game has to date. It would be a game in two parts. The first section would be very much like Jurassic World Evolution. It would mostly play out as a generic park builder, management sim, and please note that I'm not knocking Jurassic World Evolution. I love that game. However, the twists uh, the twist is that it, instead of being just a management sim, is that a player must make crucial design design decisions uh, throughout the build, uh, and these are locked choices. For example, Hammond deciding to lowball Nedry. These decisions will have major but invisible, mostly uh, invisible effects on the park. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, At some point in the game, determined by how well you build, a cataclysm occurs. This would be known as the Edge of Chaos. Thank you, Dr. Malcolm. Here, the game switches to a first-person hard survival game a la Alien Isolation or Outlast, where running and hiding will be your main points of interaction. This will be more in line with the franchise and avoids the no guns argument that killed the game project recently. Uh, the difficulty would be determined by you uh, to build the park. Did you cluster carnivores or spread them out? How much uh, 
man-made shelter is there, that sort of thing. You will have to choose uh, the characters using a range uh, uh, from park guests to AC, uh, ACU members. I think the game could be fun and challenging, have massively replay value with survival phase changing in tandem to build the park. I'm a bit biased, though. Thoughts? Anyway, keep up the great work. Thanks for uh, keeping Jurassic Park alive. Thank you, Matthew. I actually really love that idea. I think that's a pretty cool idea is like you make the choices, so you determine what your park is, and the downfall of the park is really up to you and how you can survive it. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, that's like your your old pick-your-own-ending book situation, which I, I always like that kind of thing. So I'm yeah. not a gamer, but... Uh, that's cool. I like the the pick you pick your own fate kind of thing and see what happens, let it play out. Yeah, in a way, um, it it is kind of like a, that telltale version where like you can make your choices, um, mm-hmm. and depending on those choices is how these characters act and stuff like that. Um, so you know, a lot of games can do that, and and you can make different choices and have different outcomes. Sometimes they ultimately lead to the same place. So in his case, I guess ultimately all your choices, they they matter to a certain extent, but your park will fall no matter what, it seems like. Um, because then you lock into that first person, uh, yeah, the first person game. And I think that'd be really cool to be able to like go ground level and see your park that you've built and also try to escape it knowing like exactly how it's built uh, where the dinosaurs are, or like what what's your best way to get around there, um, instead of things just being a mystery to you. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. If I played Gabe still. So <laughs> long. I haven't played a video game since I was probably like ten or twelve or something. I don't even, oh, I don't even no. know game systems nowadays. I'm so old. Jen, you got to You got to buy yourself a. a like a switch or something you get something i don't even, know what, that is. I don't even <laughs> know what that looks switch. like i've it's, heard it's, of the Wii, like but i'm not really sure what it is well well the switch is actually really handy i think like um it's extremely versatile you know it's it's a uh, it's a small tablet sized and you can you can either like use a touch screen for some great games or the controllers on the outside and jurassic world evolution has recently been put on there so could be a nice way in for you guys to uh, pick up a system. Um, but that system is super fun, and we are playing it constantly. And I do not have Evolution on there, but uh, I have so many other games. And actually, one game I played recently, which I know is a, a few years old at this point, but um, uh, Firewatch, I, um, I had a lot of fun with that one. When that game starts, it actually asks you like a series of questions and kind of like builds out your backstory based off of those questions and it kind of reminded me of like what he was talking about here like you know where would you put things how would you make these choices and what that ultimately uh comes out to so i love the idea keep it up and uh make it (laughs) i don't know if you can make games or not but make this i would play it But uh, let's move on to another voicemail here. Uh, let's see. Let's take uh, let's take a voicemail here from Harley. Here you go. Hey, Brad. My name's Harley. I uh, just wanted to let you guys know that I've been listening to you guys' podcast at work. All uh, well, 200 some odd episodes so far. Still, still working on them. Little by little. 
enjoy him very much. And, uh, yeah, wanted to say that I've been a fan of dinosaurs and Jurassic Park since I was a kid, basically. Uh, into dinosaurs since I was a little kid, obviously. <clears throat> and, uh, watched the very first movie, uh, Jurassic Park in 93 with my mom at 13 years old. And then what was it, 20 years, 25 years later when they came out with Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, uh, I watched it again with my mom, uh, in the theater. Mm-hmm. So I thought, thought that was kind of cool that we got to share that experience together, her and I. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to say, like I said, I enjoy you guys' podcast. I like listening to Jennifer with their Jurassic Mail and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work and dig easy. Oh, that's so nice. I, I see. I watched with my dad, so I like that. I saw that, like it in theaters with my dad, and oh, that's <laughs> a nice story. We actually do have a follow up too, so uh, I think this is the second uh-huh. one from Harley. So let's take a listen to. Uh, let's see if I can play this one. I actually, as we're recording, my free trial ran out on my software. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so. Let me see if I can bring it up here. Uh, Hopefully it sounds okay. Uh, It should play now. Hey, Brad, it's Harley again. Uh, I forgot to ask you a question in my first uh, voicemail message I left for you. And my question was, is concerning uh, Jurassic World, when they came out with the figurines, there was a figurine, I believe, a set of four. Well, it wasn't really a set, but I mean, it was four individual figures. There was like Mm -hmm. a group of them. Uh, I believe there was called Wranglers, and there was one who had like a like arm and a leg, and I was wondering if anybody ever actually had found those because when I was looking for that that particular or figurine in the store, I never found it. So I thought maybe it was just me. Thanks. Huh. So this was he said around Jurassic World, right? Yeah. What did it? What was it? I heard Stringlers, but I don't think that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Stringlers! I don't even know what it said now because I can't get Stringlers out of my head. What is that word? <laughs> that's what I heard. Uh, I thought I thought I heard like Wranglers or so. Maybe it was like I forget now at this point. Let's well, see. It wasn't really set, but I mean it was four individual figures. There was like a group of them. Uh, I believe they were called Stringlers. Oh, Wranglers, yeah. It's oh my God, Wranglers. I totally heard <laughs> hey, that makes much more sense. That makes so much more sense. I I don't know what this is. Um No, I like Oh, like oh wait. No, I don't know what this is. I cuz around Jurassic scary? World, during Jurassic World's time, uh Hasbro had the toy license, right? So at that point, the only human I believe that they made, there may have been something else like a, uh, I forget, but I know that they had made Owen, um, who rides like a motorcycle, but I don't know if they made any other humans outside of that. But there wasn't any like four pack of them. There, when he said four pack, he started that off. I was like, okay, well, there was a four pack of Velociraptors from Hasbro. Um, but uh, anything else, I'm not really sure mm. what that would be. You have any idea? No, I'm trying to. There's not that much to begin with, like with with the Hasbro stuff. They, no. they didn't really go as extensive as Mattel, so there's not there's not really a four pack of anything. There's like one of everything. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I 
I don't know. Um. Oh wait. Um. What were those things called? Oh man. Um. Uh. Detachable. Um. I don't know how what how to like Google search this. Um. But there was there was um dinosaurs that oh hero mashers maybe maybe is that what he's talking about did it sound like he said hero mashers he said wranglers though <laughs> well, you know, well, I, well i heard the str- the stranglers or something before <laughs> um, i don't think hero yeah. mashers I don't, I don't think you can get that much out of no, it no <laughs> but i was I, there was something that he said about hold on i go back to it again and there was one who had like a like arm and a leg, and I was wondering if anybody ever actually had found those. Because when I was so I'm, it's it unfortunately cuts out a little bit, so that's why I'm having a hard time. But I think he might have might have said detachable arms and legs. That looks like this. Then that so hero mashers. The hero, detached. yeah, the the hero mashers had those detachable arms, heads, legs, tails, um, mm-hmm. and at some like. I, I never got them originally, but um, at some like a uh, Facebook marketplace auction thingy, I uh, I bought like a huge bin of dinosaurs. Uh, some were Jurassic, some were not, and inside there were a bunch of these hero mashers. And um, again, I don't know if this is what he was referring to, but um, they are actually pretty fun. Uh, they're they're super like cartoony looking dinosaurs and stuff like that, but they're really fun to kind of put together and you can put the arms and the legs on all the different dinosaurs make your own versions um create some really fun hybrids and i think like in terms of jurassic world and the hybrids and all that stuff these hero mashers were really fun for that because you could build your own hybrid dinosaurs and i thought that was a really fun thing i don't know if they made four packs though did they make four packs of this that would be that would be like the determining factor if that's what he was talking about I don't know. There seems to be a lot of them, though. A lot of types. I've actually never, ever seen this before. Oh, really? You haven't seen them? I've never. I, I'm clicking. I'm looking. There's definitely more than four. There's, there's. I don't see them oh, all grouped yeah. together in like a pack or anything either. It's not like it's a the deluxe edition with four or something. Like I don't, I don't see a way that they're packing them together. But unless you might be just like in scrolling on twitter there was like four of them released at a time or something and then he thought oh okay that must be a group of four maybe they released <laughs> different times or something but yeah i i don't there's a chance this it. is not yeah. absolutely absolutely like not what he was talking about but yeah, um I yeah i don't know i have no clue it doesn't look like there's any um four packs of this but um mm-hmm. there is like a pack here that has like um it's got like a bigger dinosaur and then like dinosaur neck and then like a smaller dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something there. I don't know. Yeah, I see that. I see how there's like multiple in a pack. Yeah. But let us I've know. Never seen this. This yeah. Let us know totally... a little bit more. Cause I would love to know more about what, what he meant and if we were on the right track or not, I don't know. Oh, but um, yeah. outside, outside of these things, I would have no clue what he's referring to really. So um yeah but thanks again harley for the call i'm glad you've uh taken the dive into giving us some calls and uh googling this episode a lot of like looking up and trying to figure out what what is this stuff 
That is that is today's theme is is uh, Google. We <laughs> so. don't know what we're doing. That's the theme. Yeah, you guys come to us for answers, and then we just sit here googling the old the whole episode. <laughs> um, so let's go back up. I've got uh, I do have another written one here. I think I have two more written ones and a few more voicemails. Uh, this one comes from Riley, and it says, uh, "It says hi, I am Wyvern and a huge fan." Uh, uh, a, a huge fan. I've been listening since July 2020. And to be honest, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is my favorite Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie. But that's not why I'm sending this. I'm here to share a theory about the Spinosaurus in Jurassic Park 3. As we know, it's on Issa Sorna, right? An InGen abandoned Sorna a long time ago. Even Grant himself says that wasn't on InGen's, InGen's list when we saw the Spino. Therefore... Uh, there was no record of the Spinosaurus, or at least an InGen record, since Sorna was abandoned so long. Uh, for so long, I have come to believe that Biosyn themselves came and used old equipment as a staging ground to save money by using InGen's old equipment. But after the JP3 Raptors, uh, but after that, the JP3 Raptors that Biosyn was working on maybe escaped and slaughtered the men as the tiger-striped raptors were on a ship from the Lost World, the JP3 raptors could have been a Biosyn experiment, and Rexy is confirmed to be 30-something in Fallen Kingdom, which, do the math, leads her to be around three in the original? I don't know where he's going with this. Uh, so the Spino in 2001 could have been worked on since 97, 98, and growth hormones like that we see used on Bumpy in Camp Cretaceous means the Spino could be a Biosyn experiment. But, hey, it's all just a theory. I would like your guys' thoughts on it. And for the record, if you don't read this uh, for a while, I sent it on January 7th, 2021. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> oh, That's yep. an experienced listener right I, there. <laughs> I, yeah, the, it's just like, all right, we. I need to earmark this as far as when I sent it in because... What if my theories are wrong by then? Who knows? Because <laughs> um, you never know what they're going to release. Um, so do you have any thoughts on this before we uh, get too um, deep? I think that is a very well-educated guess. That's my thought. I like it. I, I do like the theory. Um, st speaking strictly from this idea that like Biosyn took advantage of the downfall of Jurassic in a way and just like went out there, started using old equipment. Um, you know, maybe for instance, they brought Henry Wu. Maybe he was working with them this whole time or something like that. That could be a cool way to tie that in to say like, he's like, guys, I need equipment and you don't have it, but there is equipment on Isla Sorna or whatever. And he took it, he took it all out there, took Biosyn with him and started using the equipment and built a lot of stuff. I think that could be a really fun way to look at it. Um, yeah, what do you think on that? I think it's a good theory. It's going to sit here and rock back and forth. And so <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so there was. They have a breakdown over this. Oh, no. <laughs> Google, hurry up. Google it. I know. I need to Google <laughs> everything now. Oh, my gosh. My whole, whole world is crumbling before me. 
Now, I uh, I always refer back to like the DPG website because there was a lot of information on there, and whether we want to want to actually take it as full canon or not, you know, some things are a little a little off here and there. Some a lot of things tie together fine, um, but uh, they they do like have a lot of information about like. Uh, they have some things like here that, that there was new species and Kylosaurus, Ceratosaurus, Corythosaurus, and a Spinosaurus all were abandoned on site B until surviving animals were reportedly moved to Nublar for Jurassic World. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, what, what else could I look up? Um, let's see. Dr. Wu. Like, let's see if there's You're any. You're Googling. Yeah, I am. I am. I, I'm Nothing. basically searching. <laughs> At one point uh, in time, I had gone and saved all of the text from the DPG's website, and I have it in a, a big note now that I, I just search the note and, and find all the information that I'm looking for. But, uh, oh, that's I, a good idea. Yeah, so Jurassic World Dominion, there definitely needs to be a way to tie Biosyn into this larger universe, and I don't know how they'll do it, but this could be a fun way, a fun theory, and I don't know if I've really heard a, um, a lot of people talking about it. Uh, I feel like maybe somebody else, or maybe it was this person, I'm not too sure, uh, mentioned it on like a live stream or something like that at some point. But um, the fact that the Spino uh, was like an experiment, uh, I definitely agree with that. There, there was a portion on the DPG stuff that did talk about like amalgam testing and stuff like that, which kind of like leads you to believe that there were a lot of these new species that randomly showed up on Sorna were tested for hybrid reasons and stuff like that. So I wouldn't put it past like Biosyn coming out there and doing that. I think that could be really interesting, but how does that break the world a little bit? Does that ruin things here and there? I don't know. Um, I don't know if this was known or not, but I just always assumed that the Spinosaurus was an experiment. Was that not a right assumption? Because I, I always assumed that. I just thought it, that was true. No, I mean, it was, you know, it. the fact that, um, you know, they do mention that, like, I don't remember seeing that on InGen's list is is a curious statement. But outside of that, film-wise, we don't really know anything else you know there's no other real information uh as far as where it came from and what the reasoning is behind it but i think that movie really leans hard into the mm -hmm. uh the fact that things are things are strange and weird and uh you know they go they they have the like the research labs and stuff that they go into with all the dinosaurs in the uh test tube looking things and stuff like that so there's a lot of weird stuff going on in that movie that could be like hybrid testing in the early days and stuff like stuff like that. Um, there is a line here on the DPG site that says the research and growth of these animals were filed under early R and D for Jurassic Park's second incarnation and simultaneously amalgam testing. So um, let's see amalgam testing. Let's see if there's any kind of googling. Okay, so amalgam is a mixture or blend. So right there, that kind of, you know, it kind of means hybrid, right? Like, so it's this is 
these dinosaurs that were found on Sorna, these illegal species that were created during this certain period of time, uh, which were the Ankylosaurus, I guess, the Ceratosaurus, Corythosaurus, and Spinosaurus, could have all been part of the hybrid testing. So they do kind of lean into the fact that it could be for early R&D for Jurassic Park's second iteration. So um, maybe it kind of wipes out the bios in theory in a way, but um, they could wipe out the DPG site and at, at any point and, and create some, <laughs> some new stuff, you know? <laughs> True, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Who knows think, if it's connected or not. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, completely, you know, implausible. I think that there's a chance that something fun like this could be, you know, thrown our way. So I'm open to that. I like that idea. So thank you yeah. there. But yeah, let's move on to another voicemail here. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, I got to buy the software. Um, oh. This is <laughs> this one comes from Jake. What's up, Jake? Hi, Brad. Hi, Jen. I've called already before, but I got too nervous and I couldn't ask my questions. <laughs> okay, so mm. I'm oh, Jake. Good. I'm a first time caller. And okay, I'm going to get to my questions. So, first, you were supposed to be in White Indoraptor in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. What would you think if that White Indoraptor is E750? And then my second question is, mm. what if in Jurassic World Dominion, when you saw that kid from Jurassic Park 2 who had the T-Rex in his backyard, and he, the kid is all grown up now, and he sees the news, and there's dinosaurs on the news while he's watching, and he just goes, oh, no, not again, and he runs outside and grabs his dog and goes inside. <laughs> and then Aww. my third question is, which, he's scarred for life. which movie do you think has the best raptors? Which 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 movie do you think has okay? Which right. movie has the best records? Um. So yeah, that those are my questions. Bye. Awesome. Those are some awesome questions. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. Um. All right. So well, the best raptors. Uh, you want to go with that one first? What what movie do you think has the best raptors? Yeah, I think we we've I think we might have answered this before, but. My answer still, um, see, I really like the Lost World Raptors, but I really, really like the Jurassic Park 3 Raptors. <sighs> I don't know. It's hard between those two because I say I really, really like one and then I'll see the other one and be like, oh, well, it's, I definitely like that one more. And then I'll see the other one. No, I definitely like that one more. So it's, <laughs> it's hard to choose between those two for me. Yeah. <sighs> I did have this conversation, oh, kind of conversation. I, I put out a post recently um, about the uh, the Lost World Raptors and just, like, saying how beautiful I think they are. And I was like, I think we can all agree that these are the best ones, right? <laughs> and um, and a lot of people came back and were like, no, I, I you know, I personally like the JP3 ones or, or whatever. And, I, you know, I can't I can't say no to that because I think the ones in JP3 are pretty amazing. Um, personally, my favorite are the Lost World Tiger Raptors because they are just so cool looking. <laughs> I just love them so, so much. But the JP3 yeah. ones are pretty awesome. I actually, not a huge fan of the um, the female Raptors in JP3, like the whiter ones. I, I definitely like the male look 
in the, in that movie. I just think they look a little bit mm-hmm. cooler. Um, but the other the female raptors in that movie do look kind of menacing as well. So um, I just like maybe the more stylized ones for some reason. I think I'm going to go, now that I was thinking about it, I think I am going to stick with uh, Jurassic Park 3. And I, I think, unfortunately, it's just a factor of timing like effects i think because i I just capped all these in in 4k not too long ago and in the um lost world raptors they're just they're really good looking they're just the quality just isn't there because i mean it was it was 90s so it's they did the best they could but it's just not (laughs) and the um the jp3 raptors they just look so good like they look good in the sunlight and they look good in close-ups and they look good and especially whenever they're all like circling them in the middle when they have the eggs and it's just like flashes what was really cool when i was capping that was you know how when it like just it goes in a circle and it like flashes really fast to each one and it's blurry and then it like hits them for one frame and going frame by frame and finding that one frame of the clear raptor when it was like going around the circle was really neat it really made me like appreciate what's going on behind them because there's another raptor behind them looking really good and they just looked really really good so i gotta go with jp3 after thinking about it they're just so good and and again it probably is just technology is the reason just advanced a little further in that one yeah i can't blame you there i mean jurassic park 3 might have the best blending um of like you know uh physical and cg like their their back and forth between the two is so beautiful. The CG looks really really incredible um, throughout most of that movie. Uh, y- nope, that's I don't believe that fully. What I just said because I really don't like that Ceratosaurus <laughs> or the Brachiosaurus. But uh, a few most of the time the CG is pretty great in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. But no, it's no, just no. a factor of, of time. It's all they just had. It just happens later in, in life. It's, but I, I do like how um, the raptors in JP3, their, their coloring is so uniquely them. And I know they probably tried to do that in Jurassic World, make each of the four look specifically them and their own color and they're different. But it didn't work as well. Something with JP3, there's just ones in the background and in the group that you you just could tell it's it's uniquely them and it's it's there's just they're they're skinnier or they're they're different they they each have their own really good identity and i I really like that yeah uh oh so there was other questions too there was other stuff so that was the raptor part the 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 mention of the uh kid showing up later like maybe in like dominion or something and like going outside to get his dog, like that cracks me up. That's amazing. I would, uh, I would love to see that. I, you know, it would be like a, a fun gag for us, but like, not everybody would really understand it, or you know, they wouldn't even really need to call out that like this is the same kid from the Lost World. You know, like it, it could just be like a fun little gag that we're like, oh, I bet you that was the the guy. You know, I bet you he's growing up right. now and he went to go save his dog. You know. That's so, when people call in and they're like, do you think that that yeah. was that kid? <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like, do you think that that kid is Owen? <laughs> you know, or something like that. But <laughs> I actually like this idea better. <laughs> um, yeah. So the last point was E750. Again, uh, a big, big topic of discussion. Uh, do you think it could be a white Indoraptor? So I didn't know 
maybe I did know there was going to be a, a possibly a white one. I might have, I, I just might not remember that I knew that, but, um, oh, for the, for the, um, Cam Cretaceous Frozen one, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of sold on the, on the Truidon one now that we talked about that. I'm kind of sold on that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I um, I think I'm sold. I, I'm kind of sold on that too. Um, <clears throat> again, that theory that's out there, um, the, the toy reveal which I'm not going to mention much about, but um, I don't like that idea, which I don't like that idea, but um, I would, I would be more into this idea for sure. The fact that it could be a white Indoraptor. I think that would be amazing actually, if it was. Um, so here, I'm bringing up some information here. It says uh, originally there was going to be two Indoraptors, a white one, um, uh, and the one that we know was going to kill it, uh, which I forget where this, this was like from like, uh, concept art or behind the scenes or something like that. Um, but yeah, I do remember that information about like, it was basically what we, what we know of in Jurassic world as well with the Indominus, you know, it just maybe like they just don't want to do that same thing again because here we'd have another one and it just looks opposite and we're just going to kill it. Um, but I think that would be a cool idea because they kind of scrapped that idea and they could bring it here. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I like that. I, well, yeah. In comparison to what I know of that toy leak thing, uh, I like this idea a lot better. Um, and if I, hmm, if it had to be like a vicious dinosaur, if, if that was the choice that they were making and the direction they were going, uh, that would be cool. And Hey, maybe if, maybe it doesn't have, like I said before, maybe, maybe it could be a white Indoraptor. That's not vicious. That could be kind of cool too. Um, man, that would actually be really cool. Just sub out the Troodon for a white Indoraptor and it turns out to be like the nice one, you know, it could be fun. It could be fun. I don't know. Um, I'm getting vibes of like, uh, how to train your dragon. Now I know that there wasn't one that was mean and one was nice, but, um, but yeah, you got, <laughs> it just reminds me of that. Um, but yeah, I like that idea. I like all these ideas. Good job. Good job. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's move on to our next one here. That was, uh, that was from Jake, right? Um, so let's go to our last email. And this is from just, uh, wait, who's this one from? Uh, this is from Ender. And it says, hey, Brad and Jen, Ender returns. To let you guys know, uh, Lily absolutely loved the evolution of Claire. Uh, and for our anniversary, she bought me Jurassic World Evolution. So that's been exciting for us too. I've got two big questions this week. So hold on to your butts. Number one. After the first book and first movie, we got a lot of additional JP content. Let's say you can only keep three pieces of JP post, uh, JP media post JP. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm terrible <laughs> at reading. Uh, let's say you can only keep three pieces of JP media post 1993. Any video games, comics, or movies? What are your three must haves? Uh, number two, of everyone who ever worked, a job in the JP movies from the original park employees like Muldoon to the hired Mercs in JP three who 
in the franchise is the absolute worst at their job and who is the best employee of the month candidate all right so 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 basically outside of everybody who's the worst who's the best thanks again as always and i may call in later ender uh p.s brad lily is also a huge fan of ahsoka and i am very proud there you go thank you thank you uh i'm yeah you know me i'm a huge fan of ahsoka so that's awesome to hear uh but yeah two really fun questions here so two new questions i think yeah two fairly new i at least at least the first one's definitely a new one like i've never gotten this before so post jp video games comics movies books whatever whatever medium i guess what are you keeping so like movies like like a, the dvd yeah. or blu-ray as in that i mean anything so like for instance like if you if everything disappears except for these three gosh i'm gonna have to dig deep in my soul and see what's in there but like yeah i mean like i you know like jurassic world could disappear unless you save it are you gonna save jurassic world i'm drinking out of a jurassic park mug and i I don't want to let that go (laughs) So right now I'm like, oh, Jurassic Park is safe, but everything else, yeah, is gonna is gonna go the way of Thanos and just disappear. Okay, it's gonna you know snap. Oh Somebody's gonna goodness. snap a finger. Okay, it's tough. Well, I mean, I gotta keep Jurassic World. I got to. I gotta keep my my Jurassic World in existence. Like I, I need that. So one. Um. See, I don't want to be. I don't want to be stupid with it. I don't want to be like, oh, I need, I need this. Like, I need to really think about this because this is hard. It's very hard. Very hard. So you got Jurassic World um, so far. Um, yeah, I'm keeping my. I, I gotta keep Jurassic World. I I got to, but it's so uh, hard because I I like JP three is so. Imp- <laughs> is, that's the first thing I saw. In, that's the first Jurassic I saw in theater. So that holds a lot, and then. this is sorry my first one i'll go with my first one and say the lost world i want i i want to keep that for sure i i definitely need that around 100 percent. i want to keep the evolution of claire but do i want to keep the like do do i want to get that as number two because that's a that's that's you know it's hard to like not go the way of films in my eyes i'm like because if I don't save, like those should be the top tier, right? Like they should be yeah. the top That's tier. Like, then you have like, yeah. you know, spinoffs and like live stuff and like tours and, uh, you know, exhibitions and, mm-hmm. um, oh my. Mm. you know, books. But then I was wondering about soundtracks. Like if I, if I keep the Lost World, does it also keep the soundtrack for me? Like can I still listen to that or is that mm-hmm. gone? Yeah. Like I... <laughs> I, I think when we say movie, I think we're just gonna say like, like the Blu-ray or the DVD, like the ability to that it exists, just yeah. the film. Okay, yeah, because that that makes it a bit. It's so difficult because, um, you know, you mentioned video games and comics. Like, I feel like for those two, I don't really have anything I would necessarily save. 
off the top no, of my head. I, I, I don't, don't think really do either. Like I, I love all those things. Don't get me wrong. Like I really love Jurassic World Evolution and and the like the Lego Jurassic World game, but you know, I don't think I would save them over the films. Um, does this mean like the the theme any theme park stuff like the oh. new Jurassic World ride and? Oh gosh, yeah, I guess. I mean, he says media, but let's throw that in there too. <laughs> Make it you know, worse. Because yeah, because like those came after 1993, like so. Yeah. You know, especially especially yeah, the Jurassic yeah. World stuff. Like honestly, I feel like I just want to put Velocicoaster on there, even though I have never experienced it, and no one has. You know, like outside of like a few people who filmed the commercials so far. Um, I feel Man. like I want to put um, that Jurassic World land they're building in, what is it, <laughs> Shanghai or Japan? Or, I want to put that yeah. on there, and yeah. I've never been, and I probably never will. But I want I to know. put that just because it's so epic. Can that count as one? It's just like a whole land? <laughs> it's <laughs> one. I want to keep one land that includes yeah. several attractions, restaurants, stores, everything. Oh, my gosh. I can't even <laughs> imagine going there. But um, I would I would be in heaven. Um Okay, what I, do I want to keep though? That's that's so. Oh man, that's all right. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make my choices. I think I got mine. This is so difficult. Oh. Okay, well we established. I, I chose Jurassic World. I'm keeping that. I think I'm gonna take what I, the the things I initially said because those those are my guts. So I'm gonna keep keep Jurassic World, keep Evolution of Claire, and keep JP three. Okay. Wow. All right. This is so difficult because like. Oh, like I'm just I don't even know. Oh, I like the parks I like... though. <laughs> mm. Um those gates I, uh, at the parks though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's tough. That is very tough. I'm going to go just for a whim. You know, I'm going to probably change my answer next week or whatever, but like um I'm going to go with the Lost World again. I'm going to go with, which this would make no sense whatsoever. I'm going to keep Jurassic World live tour. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a random live tour called Jurassic World, but no no movie <laughs> named Jurassic World at this point. It's gone. Um, and then I'm going to go with Velocicoaster because it looks amazing. Oh it looks amazing. And those are it, some choices. And I, I'm just choosing just the coaster. So if the world surrounding it d just disappears for some reason, mm -hmm. I guess that's what happens. I don't know. <laughs> it was hard not picking anything in the park. That's hard. <laughs> that's very, very, very hard. Yeah. But it's just, I got to go. I, I can't let go of JP3. It means too much. I obviously can't let go of Jurassic World. And the evolution of Claire is like the best thing to happen ever that I could have ever gotten with this friend because there's stuff that comes out all the time but that was like for me i feel like so <laughs> i gotta take that i got it's the it's the continuation of, of the, my jurassic world choice i gotta i yeah. gotta pick those three i think i'm happy with those three right. the park would probably something from the park um the theme park would be my honorable mention yeah i uh i think it's a good list <laughs> everybody's gonna argue yeah. with us and said are you crazy did you not why did you not pick this thing um I feel like I'm not thinking of something, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was going to pick mm. another film instead of like the live tour or coaster, it would probably be like Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I would not pick Fallen Kingdom. Uh, 
I know you wouldn't. But let's move on to the next question, <laughs> which was uh, anybody who's ever worked at the parks, uh, who is the franchise's mm-hmm. absolute worst and, at their job and their best at their job? Now, worked at the parks. There only was yeah. one park that worked. So True. Well, that... yeah, you could the original, you know, soon to be park, I guess you could say. Worked at their jobs, maybe, not at the park, but at their yeah, jobs. Yeah, within the, the place, the island. Just worked on the island. We'll say that. Oh, I can't pick Paul Kirby and his paint and towel. He might have done an amazing job at that. I don't know. Um <laughs> let's see. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Claire's the best, of course. I just cannot okay. not. Um well, we always we always give Muldoon a lot of crap for not being yeah. very good at his job. I don't think Mizrani's very good at his job either. No, he just shows up and is like, how is everything? I have no clue. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Muldoon, yeah, he's pretty terrible. I mean, he, he on, the, on his surface, he looks like he really knows what's up and he's trying to get a lot of things done. But ultimately, there's a lot of failure there. Um. I think I might pick him as the worst. I thought you might. Uh, I don't know. I might pick like Hammond too. I feel like Hammond being like the, you know, the dreamer in all this kind of failed at implementing a lot of pretty much everything, not just a lot of things, everything except for making dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, but I I love him too much. <laughs> Maybe Gennaro, because, I mean, he had his lawyer stuff down. <laughs> he knew what he was doing, job-wise. <laughs> he's, he's good at his job. He, he shows up to uh, the Dominican Republic when he has to, to, to track down Hammond. And, I mean, yeah, he, he does, did what he had to do. So. <laughs> um, Joffrey, not very good at raising the gate, so maybe he's pretty bad at his job. I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> Let's see. Um, Richard Kiley, spared no expense guy. Uh, he was pretty good at, at his voiceover work. Who's 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 the, who's the best though? Maybe Mr. DNA. I feel like everybody at Jurassic Park was terrible. Nobody was good <laughs> at their job. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard, man. That's a hard question. But thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, let's move on to our uh, our. Well, actually, we're done with the, the emails, but we have two voicemails left. Uh, this one comes from Zach. What's going on, Zach? Take a listen. Hey, Brad. Uh, Zach here. I uh, just finished listening to uh, your episode that you had um, recently on the Jurassic Mailbag, uh, which, by the way, love the show. I uh, just want to say, continue to, to listen, man. I love that uh, there's so many people out there who have a huge fandom for Jurassic Park as much as I do especially uh, being kids and growing up and watching it. But um, the main reason I want to call in was I uh, was listening to more discussion on this term, soft cannon. And I know you're probably getting tired of hearing it as well. And I, I want to say from the front, front end, I'm totally with you. I totally disagree uh, with the term. I, I, I don't think it accurately portrays what, uh, everyone is out there looking for it. And the reason being is this. You can tell a story within the realm of, of, of the universe that whatever you've got going on, 
in different media, so that be it novels, uh, comic books, video games, etc. Um, you know, like Star Wars and some of the MCU stuff do this, but uh, when you're talking about that stuff, you're not talking about like, well, this is canon, but it exists in itself, and, and blah blah blah. It just gets too confusing when you try to use those terms because there's a, there's a lack of continuity that continues through the whole thing, and um, so for that reason, uh, I mean, I, I just want to say I'm completely on board with you with dismissing the term. I don't think uh, Colin Trevorrow was uh, the the most, uh, how should I put this, uh, I don't think it was the best way he could have uh, approached it. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to still seeing any Jurassic Park contact if we get it. And uh, at the end of the day, we can always stress that we've got our own game, head cannon as well. So, Anyways, that was one of the things I wanted to say. My other question was um, about uh, upcoming movies, Jurassic World Dominion. Really psyched for it, as I'm sure everybody else is. I've been really trying to avoid spoilers. <laughs> so I, I've listened to some episodes of you, but if anytime I start hearing spoiler talk, I'm, I'm out. Because I, being this is the last film that we know of that we're going to get, uh, I do not want to be spoiled at all um, for it. I'm going to be able to walk in the theater if we're in theaters then, uh, and just enjoy it for, for how it is. But my question is, um, uh, do you think, uh, drawing on any of the novel sources, like the Lost World novel, which is one of my favorite uh, novels of, of, of the Jurassic Park series, do you think we might see anything related to the DX virus? Um, I, I really found that storyline in that, in that book fascinating. And uh, I thought... Oh no! Did it cut off? That was it. Oh. Sorry, Zach. That was the end of the voicemail. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so all right, so DX virus stuff. I don't know. It's interesting because like it's all these, you know, diseased dinosaurs and stuff like that. Um, I think it could. Oh, man, that could play into things and. I don't know. Do they do all of these dinosaurs become diseased in some way? It's possible. Um, but man, would that be a downer of a way to go out at this point in time? <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> if if instead of instead of like um, you know maybe going the route of humans contracting a virus from these dinosaurs or something like that and they did go this whole way of like it it just kind of wipes out the dinosaurs that would just be a bummer because instead you're just putting our you know horrible situation on these dinosaurs and that's like giving them an easy out and man that just sounds like really uh like a bummer thing to, to like have to deal with if they do go that route of like, of, of, you know, a disease killing off dinosaurs. Um, in a way it like, it makes me think of like Maisie's line about like the dinosaurs are like me, you know, I'm like, well, we're all dealing with this too. Like, let's not go that route. Let's not do that. I, I do though. I feel like there might be like some conversations surrounding it though. I don't know. It might be interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I agree that I don't want it to go out that way either. That would be really depressing. But I, I don't know what they're gonna do either. So, 
Well, I don't know. I, I definitely don't think that they'll kill off the dinosaurs or anything like that. So I don't think that that's, you know, from that perspective, if they put it on the dinosaurs, I don't think that's what's going to happen. If, say, for instance, the dinosaurs were infecting, like, our livestock and our, you know, our crops and whatever else, you know, are just us in some way from bites or whatever, um, that could be, I think, a more interesting way to approach it. But um, I don't know, man. I I've, This is a, a tough one, tough question. I have talked about it a little bit here and there and, like, how it could be interesting. But I know somebody mentioned it. I think uh, Jeff Goldblum mentioned how they had to change some things due to, like, sensitive nature or something like that. So it could, I don't know, it could relate to this in a way. But I don't know. Oh, I, I didn't I don't hear really... him say that. That's interesting. He, he did say something about like they had to change something because it was like a little too sensitive hmm. for the world or something like that. I don't well, know. I forget the maybe. I forget the word. Yeah. I don't know. It would it would definitely be something I'm open to, but I just don't know how it really how it wraps up and how it, you know, is viewed in a way. So Yeah. Yeah, but uh, what was the other? The other thing was about oh, soft cannon, soft cannon. <laughs> Your favorite thing. <laughs> well, at least I, at least he agreed with me. <laughs> I feel there was one. There was one uh, voicemail or something recently where they said, uh, "I think I agree with you," and then I was like, "I don't think you do. <laughs> I don't think you do." Um, but this definitely, he gets it. He he knows that like. Whatever is, you know, created, whether whatever medium it is, you know, it should be canon. And, you know, I just want them. I, You know, I don't care if they make non-canon material like I really don't. Maybe it seems that way, but I just want them to specify in a clear and, and concise way. What is canon? What is not canon? <laughs> and I, you know, I don't want it to be re- to be revealed several weeks into a project that has been running and operating and have been telling us that it's canon for, for a long time now. Um, I, I, I don't want it to be done that way. I think I, I definitely talked about this on my last live stream because this is another thing. With E750, soft canon is another one that comes up. And I think in the live streams, people love to push my buttons with this topic. So they're like, they always bring up soft canon as a way to get me riled up. And um, I did talk about like, uh, I forget where I was going with that, but, um, man, I completely blanked on where I was going, but I definitely think that, uh, soft cannon. Oh yeah. The, the distinction, I said that there, there should be like a distinction when Colin or universal or whoever is working with uh, a new creator on a new project or whatever that project is, they need to say to them from the outset, this is not going to be canon. Let's not treat it that way. You know, don't care what it is. You know, like uh, Jurassic World Live Tour. It should have had a conversation to say, all right, so when you guys talk about this in public, when you go on your press tours, just, you know, if they ask the question about canon, it's not. It's not canon. You know, it fits next to the film series, but it's not canon. Instead of saying, yeah, this is canon, and then later find out it's not. So I, I just want, like, a clear and concise way to look at it and i think that's a good way to solve this issue um because again i don't care if they create things that are canon and non-canon because jurassic world evolution 
non-canon. It's just a fun thing. The Lego Jurassic stuff, non-canon. It's very, very fun. Awesome Jurassic material. Certainly doesn't fit within the confines of the film. So, yeah. But um, soft canon. That's that's one that gets me riled up. Uh, do you have anything <laughs> else to say about soft canon? <laughs> um, no, it doesn't get me as riled as you. But... I agree that it should there should be a little more definition of what is what isn't because we're always just guessing and we're always going with it and they're like and they backtrack and yeah it does get a little muddy so if they were just more specific but it doesn't bug me as much as it bugs you I don't think yeah I don't think it bugs anybody as much as me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, probably true yeah probably not so thank you uh, Zach that was uh, a great uh, voicemail there sorry you got cut off at the end. Um, these, these voicemails, uh, I believe they're about three minutes and then it's a hard cut. Like it doesn't tell you it's just three minutes long and that's it. So try to keep them under that or, you know, give a call back or, you know, uh, do the, uh, MP3 where you, which you record on your phone. You can let it go a little bit over that. But, uh, we have another voicemail here. Our last voicemail. This one comes from our buddy James over at Jurassic Unicast. What's up, James? Bradley, Jennifer, how's it going? I hope you're both doing really well. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving for the last last month or last week or whatever, whenever this mailbag goes out. I hope you had a good... (laughs) Oh, you know what? This one, this one came in like minutes after we recorded, I think, the December one. So... I think that's what happened there. I remember I remember him saying, I'm going to send you one. I'm going to send you one. We recorded, and then he sent it. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, James. So let's go back to it. Time. Um, hope you're both looking forward to Christmas. Only around the corner, not long. <laughs> it's great, man. Christmas was so much fun, I got to say. <laughs> now, exciting times. And... Um, and- ha- Happy New Year, by the way, James. It's been a great one so far. Happy 2021. Jennifer, I hope that your uh, Steelers team uh, didn't cause oh, you too no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Too much stress. I saw a lot of uh, tweets going out. Uh, I know how you feel. Uh, not for the Steelers. They def- they won the Super Bowl, right? Is that what, that's what oh. happened, I think? But Let's I, just say it didn't so, end that well. <laughs> and he has no idea at all. West Ham back then. United, which so is an English soccer team. Um, and they cause me stress on a weekly basis. So I do know how you feel there. Um, but I hope you're, uh, you're both all right. Um, and I was going to ask you both a question. Uh, firstly, Brad, I would like your thoughts on... On uh, what what do I think is going to happen in Camp Cretaceous season two? Well, let me tell you. The plethora of dinosaurs that are set to appear in Dominion. Oh, I thought because it's say quite it. a substantial list, and I would like to hear your thoughts on one how they how you think they are going to manage to at least give them all a bit of screen time in what way, and uh, two. If there's any that we're likely to probably miss out on due to the fact that there is quite a larger number of dinosaurs. And I'm trying to obviously avoid the spoiler one, so I didn't mention it. But you know. If you know, you know, you know. Anyway, (laughs) Jennifer, question for you. 
is how much do you think Bryce is Bryce's character I should say Claire is going to be how much do you think her character is going to be pivotal in this uh, story do you think that she's going to actually get her story arc come to its climax or do you think it's going to get outshone by the original cast members coming back um, because it it's quite important, I think, for her to get that arc across. And uh, there's no better person to ask than you. Because I thought you might want to share quite a bit of um, bit of your knowledge and a bit of your thoughts on that topic. So that is my question for both of you. Um, the final thing is, uh, I hope you have a wonderful year next year, knowing how the election went <laughs> and a nice change for the United States. Hey, uh, all that's passed. <laughs> We've done it all already, man. Um, and all this COVID thing, it's... Well, guess what? That's still happening. You know, it's been a yeah. tough year for everybody. So I wish you all both the best. <laughs> and uh, hopefully 2021 will bring you a lot more happiness. All the best. Have a nice Christmas. Thanks. Thanks, man. See you later. Oh, Have a nice one thing Christmas. To say. Life will find a way. Bye. <laughs> Oh gosh, that was a treat. That was a real treat. Sorry, sorry there, James. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, so yeah, you you go with your question first. Um, okay. So Claire, oh, wow. is is she gonna have like a pivotal? Like, is she gonna be a pivotal part of the story? Um, is she gonna have her story wrapped up in a concise way, like a good way? What do you think? Okay, I have sadly extremely low expectations because coming out of fallen kingdom and just the 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 sheer like randomness the the 180 the no connection the, the no real explanation no good explanation of any of it no connection to like who she was in the be beginning the who she was in uh, jurassic world who she was in evolution of claire like Toward the end, Lynxie's trying to eat the carpet. Oh my goodness! Um, but like, <laughs> like there was nothing there. It was totally two different people, two different characters, and <laughs> sorry, my cat. Um, two different characters, two different everything. So I don't have confidence that they're going to handle this well, especially with a million other characters and main characters. I'm just afraid she's going to get lost in the mix and. Maybe if Fallen Kingdom was handled differently, I'd have some hope or, or some like, oh, I hope they do this. I hope they do that. Or I'm just I'm just dead at the, in the water with this. Honestly, I, I sadly that's where I am. Like, I'm excited. I'm curious to see. But my expectations are so, so low. So it doesn't seem like they can connect. They can't they're not capable of an arc like that. That's why Fallen Kingdom just destroyed me so bad because we've talked about certain certain tiny little things, itty bitty things they could have done that would have changed it like drastically for the better tiny little things and they just didn't pay attention to those details so the fact that that was a like a blatant error i i don't have much confidence for dominion and honestly i don't know who this character is going to be because i didn't recognize her in fallen kingdom evolution of claire is a whole different thing jurassic world's a whole different thing they're just so they're not cohesive so i'm not expecting a cohesive finale for her and i i'm sure 
I'm expecting to come out of it and being like, well, there was some screen time. That was a cop out. It was a good movie. Like, I don't know. I have low expectations. <laughs> not a lot of hope, which is sad because there's so much that I want, but I, I'm not even going to get my hopes up that I'm going to even get remotely near what I want. So I just got to be like, wow, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Do you have like, do you have a way to connect the dots like in your mind because of the way that uh, she was portrayed between Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World? Is there some way in this movie to, you know, make it, make it more seamless for you? Do you, have you like thought of a way that they could make it feel more fleshed out? You mean if they, they can fix all that in Dominion because yeah. they can't go back, but yeah. Um, because evolution Maybe. of Claire, evolution of Claire tried to, but it really just made things a little bit more muddy, you know, and it didn't really help. No, it it played to the same thing of this is one extreme, this is the other extreme, and there was there was a switch, but it was a very quick switch, and I would have liked a longer switch. So mm-hmm. it played more on the one side, and then it, it when it finally was getting there, I was like, oh, and then it was over. But um, I don't know if they can repair this to be honest, because it just makes so little sense like it and it's not going to be like they're going to just switch it back and she's me like just kidding this was the real me the whole time or this like they're not gonna change anything and i just don't see i don't see a way they could fix it i don't i don't see the way that they could change like the 180 and that that's why i'm kind of defeated with it that's why i'm like well i don't have much hope i don't have much confidence in them because i just i don't see a way personally i just they destroyed it with Fallen Kingdom, I, I don't see a way out of it. I, I you know, I, I know we've talked a little bit about it before, but I wonder if they'll take that like uh, political approach where she goes into some, you know, running for some sort of office or something. And I don't know how they fit that in. You know, it was mentioned briefly in the evolution of Claire that she had ambitions for that at some point, right? Um, so maybe but now you're i don't know now you're getting into my my hopes and my dreams and yeah i don't want to touch my hopes and dreams because it's gonna hurt when they don't happen i know yes that's what i want i want her to i think i i made a good tweet like a few months ago probably whenever um we got that message but it was something like all these traits that i wanted like like I, i like to have to power intelligence um like uh, what, what was the word I had? Oh, I had a really good word. It's too late for me to think of words right now. <laughs> but it was, it was um, influence, like like influence and leverage, and like I I never wanted Claire to be like a squeaky clean character. I would like for her hands to get messy in some things and to to have some power over some people. Not always make the best decisions. Not always be the highest of morals, but maybe have like the highest of intentions like like ham and you know the best the, you know that intentions line like kind of follow that and and have her do some shady things but do it with the best intentions because i think that would be such a good character flaw for her to have and i was hoping would go that direction but they yeah. totally wiped that away like they made her squeaky clean in fallen kingdom and uh, and naive and not very smart so all the good qualities that i loved and i hope that they would build on were just wiped away now to go back to Dominion and try to redeem and put those qualities back in, I, it just it's not going to make sense with Fallen Kingdom. I mean, take Fallen Kingdom out and sure maybe, but the way that they they handled it, 
she wasn't smart or anything. She had no power. She was completely at the mercy of everybody else. And that's the total opposite of what I want. So in Dominion, I don't know how they're going to do a 180 again, maybe, and put her in a position of power and do that. But that would take up a lot of time, a lot of screen time, a lot of exposition. And I, with all those other characters, I just don't see them fleshing that out. So that's why I'm just like, I would love that, but I don't have high hopes for it. I'm defeated. (laughs) It's, it's kind of impossible. I mean, I, I, yeah. I assume that they'll try to put her in a place of power in some sort, you know, and she already kind of was in Fallen Kingdom, but like you didn't really get to see a lot of it. You know, she was more like down to earth in a position of power kind of way, but only within her group. Like that was it. Yeah, she didn't. She kind of created her own power, I guess, but nobody like thought of her as anything. She was like a mockery almost. I, it's just kind of hard to repair that, that like kind of, cluelessness she had towards dinosaurs and non-caring uh certainly not a very like she didn't seem like a very physical person outside of her like you know sprinting in the heels and all that stuff but then to switch over to this like adventurer kind of person and like save the animals kind of person it's just very very drastic and i don't know how you repair that in a in an accurate way even even if you do put her back into a place of power and now you know that she can do powerful situations and you know adventure stuff i i just don't see how they blend it very well but um i i was listening i was listening like to uh a podcast from like uh i think it was 2015 like sometime shortly after jurassic world came out and i was talking with um uh, Matt Perotti, who used to come on the show a, a lot back in the, well, not a lot, but like a, a bunch of times back in the old days, and um, we were we were like discussing what we thought about the sequel, whatever the sequel is, Jurassic World Two. We had no clue what Fallen Kingdom would would eventually become, but um, we were talking about like, oh, seems like there's not going to be much of a role for Claire. Will she even be in this? Mo-? Like, how how is she going to fit into this movie? So it was like an interesting conversation because. She was a person who like operated the park and the operations and all that stuff. So like, how does she fit into this sequel? I I, I didn't really know, but at least I feel like I have a good. Uh, I feel like I I know a little bit more about why and how she could fit into this upcoming movie. I feel like a little better, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have a. But you little have bit to more ignore. Idea. You have to ignore the what happened in the last one, kind of to a degree. Um, to believe it. Think so you I, have to have like I personally I don't, don't have as much of a problem as you do with like her characterization. I I definitely don't like the way that she was like uh you know just changed completely. But I still think there's some way to salvage it in a in a, a small sense. I don't really I don't hate her character in Fallen Kingdom. I think her character is fine. It's just a different person. It feels like different um, character. But well, but yeah, I don't know. Well, we talked about before many times here that, like, we talked about how if they would have just made a few changes in Fallen Kingdom, made her a little more aware, had a backup plan. And even, we even said how, um, I I think the last podcast was that, that brilliant scheme of, well, what if she was, like, in her contract or blackmailed or something to 
fix the park. Like, okay, this is this is mm-hmm. why you have to go back. You have to fix it. You have to you have to make all this money back. And it's on her. And it's and they, they put all the pressure and blackmail on her and they could sue her. Like it's all her responsibility. She's she's in charge of the whole thing. And then that's when Mills comes in and starts sneaking out the dinosaurs. And then she has to handle it that way. Like I like they weren't open, like they weren't reopening, but they were she was on the island figuring out what to do like you didn't and then the volcano and then remember the volcano is like a distraction and mills comes in when the volcano is going off and and i mean i think that would have worked a lot better because my biggest 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 problem is her being so naive and being tricked into oh just go go to the island for me like just do this favor for me just do this and i'm like don't be so stupid (laughs) have a plan have a have a even if he was going to foil your plan, at least have one just to follow people blindly. Like what kind of, there's no control. There's no take charge. There's no power there. You don't have the upper hand on anyone. Like it's the total opposite, total opposite. And that's my biggest problem. I mean, I mean yeah. the saving the dinosaurs thing, fine. DPG fine, but just falling into people's traps is, is not fine. So that, that bothered me. <laughs> that actually does not bother me at all. I feel like Mills set himself up so set himself up as like a very trustworthy person. I mean, it's somebody from her past slightly. Um and obviously she trusts the Lockwood estate. Like she trusts Lockwood, she trusts that family. Like she I felt like she really like she really felt like this was something that could work and the the fact that there was an island you know, that she saw in front of her, you know, uh, uh, like a a model, but like she knew the plan, like the plan was solid. It was, yeah, it was just that she was lied to. And I, I don't know if I fault her for that. I just think, yeah, she was tricked, but I don't know uh, who who wouldn't have been tricked. (laughs) Like in the book, like Jurassic World Claire and in the book in Evolution of Claire there's there's a part with her being ruthless and like always one step mm-hmm. ahead and just always covering her her bases and always knowing her surroundings like always being really good at that and having upper hand on everybody and that's just that was her in the book and that was her pre like early on in the book so that just that should be a through line um and that just wasn't apparent at all that's just a major flaw because that, that was that's that's her like in a large part a large portion a large part of her personality hmm. and yeah i feel like somebody who um she would i feel like she wouldn't like somebody she wouldn't like her the character in fallen kingdom she would she wouldn't like that person I don't, I don't think she would get along with that person and i think she would find flaws in that person um if, if claire was looking at fallen kingdom claire i don't i don't think she would see herself as that character and neither do I. That's why I have such a problem with it. So I just, it doesn't fit with any of the through lines at all. I see what they're trying to do, but it just, it's like they didn't really have a clue. I don't know. So I don't know it'll, how they're going to fix it. I just, it'll be interesting. Kind of for me. It'll be interesting because as far as we can tell, it seems like Dodgson will, you know, he's going to be the head of Biosyn and somebody that, I think they compared him to like a, a Steve Jobs type or something like that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if she kind of maybe goes head to head with that personality. And maybe she can kind of take back some of those personality tra- traits in a corporate setting, you know, um, because I assume that's the kind of setting he'll mostly be in. 
yeah. Dodgson. So I don't I don't imagine he's going to be the guy going out on the you know into the jungle or into the woods to track these things down or do these things. I think he's going to be calling shots, and I think she could be calling shots as well, but from a certain a different perspective. And maybe she could have. Maybe she could trick him or, or, you know, something like that. I could, I, I could I would see like that happening. Something, something, something like, something like that. Because I, like I said, I don't, I don't think she should have really high morals and be like this superior. Like, I don't think her power should come from there. I think it should come from a good place, but also be ruthless and be strong and, and powerful and, and own it and like dominate with it and be confident and don't believe people and don't be naive and just trust yourself and like just really be strong and she was not strong in fallen kingdom so but she's strong in dominion and is ruthless and is kind of is a little sketchy with her with her decisions but and her morals aren't always perfect but that's okay because that that's her that's her that's her character so i i'm happy if they do that but i'll just have to ignore fallen kingdom and just pretend it doesn't exist if they succeed um with dominion well, they should just bring me on and let me make this character development work yeah come on have a consultant start write, writing your own novel to kind of go in and out of all these films to make it work <laughs> oh i should just fix it fix it write a whole series and fix it <laughs> James asked me a question about uh, how they're going to fit or how, something like that with all these dinosaurs that are projected to be in this movie. Um, that's an interesting one because I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't even have, I don't have like a full list in front of me. I know of a lot of the ones that are going to be in there. Um and yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a lot in a lot of animatronics and a lot of stuff like that. So plus, I mean, first off, right off the bat, we obviously know like, you know, blue, we're going to have the Rex. Uh, what else? Um, you know, there's like pteranodons out there somewhere. There's all these different dinosaurs that we've seen in Fallen Kingdom that have escaped. Um, man, which is a lot of different species. Plus whatever new stuff comes around, right? There's definitely got to be some new stuff. We've heard of, well, first of all, we got, we got like Nasutoceratops, which randomly appears, you know, somehow. Um, we've got uh, uh, Sam Neill, you know, mentioning, you know, a, a certain dinosaur that's going to be coming out. Uh, and then other things on top of that. So that's, there's a ton of things. And I, I'm not going to spoil them or anything, you know, right here, but I again, it's just one of those things where I just don't know how they fit anything into this movie because at this point you do have to wrap up these stories with Claire. You have to figure out her story. You have to figure out Owen and Maisie and the the original trio. You have to figure out all their stories, plus these other cameos that are here. And plus these are characters as well. Blue, Rexy. Um, you know, you have to figure out what's going on with them. Um so I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. I I assume that Biosyn will come in in some way and have produced something like uh, one of our, uh, you know, who uh, one of our listeners wrote in or called in about before. Like, I assume I don't know if it'll it'll have been something that took place on Sorna, but I think you know there will have been dinosaurs created from them. So 
I don't know, man. I have no idea how you fit all this stuff into this movie. I really don't. I really don't. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was thinking about Rexy the other day, and this this is something that has come up, you know, every time there's a new movie coming out. Is like, how does Rexy fit into this? Is she gonna die? Um, you know, I thought she was gonna die last time around. I assume she'll die this time around, but um, I don't know. I I think I said it once recently that I just want her to just die naturally, die peacefully, or something like that. But I also had an idea of like, what if Grant has to be the one to do it, to like put her down in Aww. some way? Like how how torturous would that be? Like mm. would he would that be something that he is happy to do? I don't think so. I still don't think so after all the terror that he's gone through. And which actually you were talking about Claire before and I, I was thinking about his his reactions in the um in the beginning of Jurassic Park three when you know, you you hear him talking about the dinosaurs, how those are just theme park monsters, nothing more, nothing less. He obviously hates them, right? So shortly after that, he's in the plane and he's like, my God, I've forgotten like how beautiful these things are, you know, how amazing it yeah. is to see dinosaurs. And it's a switch that takes place instantaneously, but it works really, really well, right? Like, and it's something simple like that could have worked for Claire, where she just says, "My God, I've forgotten." You know, There's when I start, so many when I simple, tiny little things. <laughs> when I started this job, I, I cared for these dinosaurs. I've forgotten that, you know, along the way. You know, that was a very yeah. simple way to, to fix both iterations of the character, and I think Fallen Kingdom would have worked a lot better if they had just said something like that I mean, when the Patasaurus dies. You know. She could have said something in that moment when, when they're in the jail and the Triceratops and little baby Triceratops. I mean, there's so many lines she could have said, so many stories she could have told, so many things, but it's just kind yeah. of generic. And At that point, it's too late, though. I, I think at that point, it's too late. Better than is nothing. Not, it's a, it's better a, than nothing. It's a fix that needed to happen in Jurassic World for her to change course, you know, Um because once you get to that point in Fallen Kingdom, she's explaining, like, do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? We're thinking back to Evolution of Claire, you know, in that moment through our eyes. Yeah. Not everybody is. But um, you you can see there's some, you know, sympathetic feelings there from her. But where did they come from? I don't know. But if there was that one line, like, my God, I've forgotten how much I cared about these things. I forgot being corporate all these years just made them slip from, from the back of my see? mind. You know, it's the little things, little things, especially, yeah, if they were going to go in that direction, little things. Oh my God. That's why it's so frustrating. And that's why I have no hope for <laughs> Dominion because they can't do that simple little thing. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's going to be a lot. And, uh, these, the dinosaurs, I don't know how, like, where does blue go? What, what happens with blue? What happens with all these dinosaurs that they may introduce? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's that virus. <laughs> Say goodbye. See, <laughs> they're all gone. There just seems seems like there's just a lot in general. How long do you think this film's going to be? I don't have faith that they'll make it much more than two hours. It's so sad. It just seems like that's their thing. Um, I don't know. I think that they like, I feel like Universal's like got a mandate. It's like, you know what? 
two hours. We're not going over two and a half hours. It'll be two hours and eight minutes, but nothing more and nothing less. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's around about like what they want to do. But this movie needs, you know, Sam Neill said it feels like a six hour movie. Mm-hmm. And it should be. Make it two movies. Just do it. Just do it. Two parter would be great. time. Make it two parts. Oh, I would love that. We would all love that. And, and I, I, I mean, you know, so maybe they'll surprise can. us. Maybe they'll surprise us at the end of the movie. But I'm not going to get my hopes up for that. <laughs> no, isn't that sad? They just it was just full of like sad, no hopes. <laughs> it's just whatever they give us, we'll take. But man, so many things, so many missed opportunities. Yeah, I've I'm at this point where I've come up with so many theories and ideas, but um uh who had said it before? Somebody had said it. Uh, I I believe it was Zach had said, you know, he kind of tunes out, right? Whenever we discuss spoilers and stuff like that for Dominion because it's it, you know, it could be the last, you know, we've ha- we've gotten mixed messaging from the creators here, you know, uh, d- uh, Colin saying like this marks the end of stuff, but Frank Marshall saying it's the beginning, and it's like very confusing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I I I just want them to make this. It's just to give it enough time and and all that. So I have no idea what they're gonna do, and yeah, it's gonna be tough either way. Yeah, I know. I I just their their biggest challenge is all those people, all those storylines, all those. They're not just wrapping up their dinosaurs and characters. They're bringing in other people that they're trying to wrap up. I mean, that's a lot. That is a big mm-hmm. order. Yeah. So, yeah, those spoilers and everything. I think I just want to. I kind of just want to enjoy it too, but it's hard. Like we I don't try. know how. It, yeah. It's kind of impossible to just go out there with no theories and no ideas when you come from a podcast. So when mm-hmm. that's like the main thing you're supposed to be doing is just kind of like theorizing and discussing and talking about what it all means. It makes it very difficult to have no idea when you're going in. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But we got a while. We still have a while to theorize and come up with ideas and a lot more mailbags and a lot more uh you know, wire episodes, you know, these two episodes, the, the mailbag and the wire are both like two to three hours more sometimes <laughs> and so many theories and ideas that we can't help it. So I think that about wraps it up for this one, though. So thank you to everybody for uh, for writing in and calling in. I appreciate all of you so, so much for taking the time. Hopefully Brett figures out the, uh, uh, well, iHeartRadio is not going to work. I feel bad about that, but uh, download some new apps. Hopefully, hopefully you hear this one. Um, but thank you to everybody out there. I think our software worked pretty well. I actually, while we were recording, I just bought it. So now it's working fine. <laughs> so <laughs> we're good. <laughs> running, running on, yeah, we're just running on the, uh, on the go here. So Jen, thank you so much for joining me yet again for another yes. mailbag. So, so uh, it's been a while. Why don't you uh, promote some stuff, talk about where they can find you, what you've been up to, what's going on? Um, all right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JenniferLynn89. Whoops. Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I do the, the uh, Bryce Dallas Howard Network at VDH Network. So much always going on there. Whatever's happening is, is happening there. Try to keep up with every possible thing ever. 
everything basically um also the jurassic vault which has a ton of content if you want high quality pictures 4k cabs lost images behind the scenes fun go to jurassicvault.com and follow us on twitter constantly updating still got a lot more to do on that but there's a lot up there now for you to enjoy enjoy when's your next uh break you have a break coming up. A anytime? break? What is a break? What Bryce's birthday is Tuesday. Like, what is a break? Like, I don't know what that is. I wish you luck. You got a lot of uh, a lot of work ahead of you. So thank you so much for taking a, a little bit of time for everybody here today. I don't. Know. Uh-huh. I uh, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next month. Are we gonna have anything else to talk about? I don't know. We'll see. We always do. We always somehow it happens. Somehow we have to have like you know uh, a lot more of these until Dominion. So we'll, we'll see what we can uh, conjure up next time around. So, of course, go ahead and uh, email us. Uh, you know your your thoughts and opinions and comments. Just want to say hi, uh, Jurassic Park Pod at gmail and give us a, a call on the voicemail line seven three two eight two five seven seven six three, and uh, we'll we'll try to Google uh, your questions and uh, answer them in the best possible way that we can once we get them. So who knows what it's going to be, but uh, thanks again. <laughs> thanks again, Jen, the, for The Merry me. Christmas is the best. It's the best. It's Mark. I, yeah, I can't get over that. It was too funny. That was... <laughs> I just want to play that. I hope you like, have a great New Year. I wish I, I, wish oh, I like, held on to that and didn't play it and just played it like in two, three, four more months. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, James. Send me another one, and I'll wait a few more months and play it, and uh, we'll see what's up then. But uh, thanks, Jen. It's been a blast. So uh, I guess I'll see you in April. April. Bye. Is that that your hairdresser's name? It is my hairdresser's name. (laughs) It still is. All right. I'll see you then. See you in April. All right. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. A huge, huge thank you goes out to Jen, of course, for joining me again here for the Jurassic Mailbag. And it it felt so good to finally get back to doing the Jurassic Mailbag. It has been so long, too long, and I was really happy to uh, answer everybody's questions. Hopefully we did you guys all right. Hopefully hopefully we answered some of that stuff. I don't know, do we ever? I I have no clue. Um, It always goes off the rails, and we end up never having any idea what we just said. So (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy the segment. Let us know. Do you still like the segment? Um, Are we actually answering your questions? Let us know. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear. Um, But, yeah, thank you guys so much for calling in. Uh, This segment would be nothing without each and every person that has given us a call over the times, and uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. So thank you to every single one of you. And uh, also, again, shout out to our book club segment. Please join up with our book club. And uh, maybe we got to do some sign-ups or something. That would be kind of cool. Maybe we should uh, implement that coming up soon. But start reading Jurassic Park, the beginning all the way through to the tour. And we'll meet up here on the podcast March 22nd. Submit your comments, your thoughts, your concerns for that first third of the book to Jurassic Park Book Club at gmail.com. Ben will take care of all of that. So please send in your audio files, your emails, whatever you want, 
and uh, we'll add it to the show. But thank you guys so much. This has been a blast, and I uh, I won't keep you around here too long because I know it's already a very long episode. But thank you so much uh, for listening, for tuning in, for finding ways to download this show, whatever app you're using. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Stay safe out there. And as always, enjoy. I'm going to hand it off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.